Merry Christmas, sir. Hope you had a pleasant shopping experience. Yeah. You know, I actually didn't have a pleasant shopping experience. Well, you didn't. I'm sorry. Well, why is that? This. What, the air? Is it? Oh, you know what it is? The rock salt that we're using has a little ammonia in it. Because the old rock salt, the dogs would lick it and it would dry their insides out. No, it's the Christmas music that pervades. Oh, yes, you're welcome. We play it all through the Christmas season. Let me tell you something. Nobody likes Christmas music. Nobody. Sir, are you mad because you're, uh... Because I'm what? Because I'm what, sir? Hungry. Oh, is that the new code? Hungry people control the media, or the elders of hunger control the banking system? Uh, Hitler said too many hungry people in our country. Is that the issue here? Hitler? Yeah, all these hungry people. I don't need people. to drag Hitler into this. Uh, we, uh, you're the Merry one who Christmas dragged time. Hitler into this by making the implication that I'm Jewish and therefore hate Christmas I music. I, I never said that. You implied it. Are you fishing for a discount here? Is that it? I can give you a coupon to the food court. That Cinnabon has bagels. No. I don't need a coupon from you. You know what? I'll play dreidel, dreidel, dreidel. Oh. I'll put it on a loop. I don't want to hear dreidel, dreidel on a loop. You love it. Oh, I do? Yeah, because oh. it reminds you of spinning the top and winning money. Oh, please. What do you do for a living? I'm a lawyer. Perfect. Oh, perfect. I hope this is on tape because you're not suing me. Oh, I'm not going to sue I'm you. I'm suing you. You're going to sue me for what? For nosing your way in here. Nosing my way oh, in I here. I never did you, this. Oh, you held it out here. Because my nose is that big. It was a hand gesture. You're an anti-Semite. Well, you're banned from this mall. Oh, fine. Banned. Oh, that's a step too far. Merry Christmas. Podcast. I am your host, Gary Hill. It was me tonight is a uh, wonderful group of folks that I'd rather spend much more time with than most of my actual family. First up, you know her, <laughs> you love her, the Jamie Jenkins or Jamie Jammons or Jamie Sammons, whatever you want to call her tonight. <laughs> Jamie Just don't James. call me late for Christmas. Late for Christmas. <laughs> I'm fine with that. As long, long as the food's made, I'll be late for Christmas, okay? <laughs> Jamie, I have a question to ask. Actually, um, Jamie, if if uh, if you and your wonderful husband therefore choose to have uh, children, um, would would then that be the case that the salmons would be spawning? <laughs> yeah, what a brilliant! <laughs> that was that was a tenuous route to that bad pun, wasn't it? That was good. <laughs> that, that that was working, man. 
<laughs> in just in case you know that is he's never been on the show before, which surprised the hell out of me after three years. But I'm gonna welcome him properly to the show because he he knows I like him as as a person. He's a good dude. He is from the After Movie Diner. He is the kick-ass kid of the of the of the that podcast, Doctor Action, the kick-ass kid as well. I can't do an intro like him because he is the master of the intros. So I'm just gonna say, what's up, John Cross? Hey, Gary, it's a pleasure to be on the Cinema Beef podcast um, for the first time. Uh, it really is with this wonderful group of people. Thanks ever so much for having me. I will be providing uh, bad puns, uh, British accents, uh, outrageous swearing, and no filmic insight whatsoever. Yes. <laughs> and I'm fine with that. <laughs> oh, man. Also, I, I, I had to mention this because he's here as well. Uh, my brother, well, one of I have many brothers in this life. But I, I have a kinship with this brother, Mr. Jeffrey X. Martin. How you doing, sir? Doing well. Good to be here with everybody. Hi, by the way, Johnny, to give you credit, I stole one of your jokes on my last episode of Kiss the Goat. But I but I attributed it to you, so there, there you go. Oh, that's fine. That's fine. No, yeah. people can steal away. It's the internet. It's free. It's right. the Wild West. <laughs> let's 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 do it before uh, Trump starts to fucking clamp down on it or organize it or figure out what it, it is. <laughs> that. <laughs> Yeah. But yeah, somebody asked a Steven Seagal question, so the meat sweats came up, and but you know, yeah, of course you have to do the meat sweats with Seagal. It's uh, it's all he lives for these days. I, th- I believe Putin is draining it off and feeding it to Russian children. <laughs> <laughs> maybe maybe, it, maybe that's what's uh, being put in that lightning uh, drink that he he's used to promote. Maybe that's all just the meat sweats drained off uh, his sweaty balls or something. Would <laughs> no not idea. surprise me. <laughs> It, it, I got. I got to ask. Are you say that Trump's going to clamp it down? Would you say he's going to Daniel clamp it down like Gremlins too? Oh, probably, most definitely. Yeah. Let, let's only hope that uh, somehow the Gremlins are real and they run amok over his presidency. That would be hilarious. We would clamp it down right in the pussy. Yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> and in case you don't know who that is, uh, he's my friend. He's your buddy. He's got a brand new show called Cut to the Chase, which will tell us all about. Mr. Dan Chase, how you doing, sir? I'm not even supposed to be here today. Nice. nice. <laughs> how you doing, buddy? Good, brother. How are you, man? I'm okay. Thank you for having me on. I, I haven't been on a podcast on uh, some of these people, so I'm kind of excited about this. Beautiful. Uh, we'll start the show off. We have done this in a long time, but I'll ask one of our guests, John Cross, have you watched anything good lately? Yes, uh, we just went to see La La Land. Um, yes. 2016 has been pretty fucking awful for movies, if I'm honest. I spent uh, a lot of last month going through a lot of the ones I thought I had missed and then realized I didn't need to bother anymore because uh, 2016 has just been shockingly bad. Uh, scraping together a top 10 has been pretty difficult. However, uh, was pleasantly surprised this last weekend where uh, me and my missus went down to our local and saw La La Land. And uh, I'm a bit of a softie at heart. I know I'm a bit abrasive on the outside, but I'm a bit of a softie at heart. And uh, it, it it was just the right side of hipster. It didn't get too hipstery. <laughs> I was worried that it was all going to be uh, staring out of windows and mumbling. But uh, actually, there was uh, there was quite a lot in it 
to uh, to love and enjoy. And it's certainly filmed phenomenally well. Uh, the music is catchy as all hell. I thought it definitely the best score and soundtrack of the year, hands down. Um, and uh, Emma Stone and Gosling were, you know, they, they're always like Emma Stone and Ryan Gosling. You know, he kind of mumbles, stares out of windows, looks at his shoes. And, um, you know, she's kind of doe-eyed and ditzy. But there was a lot of opportunity for them to do uh, acting outside of their usual range, which I thought they handled amazingly well. And I'm not sure how they did the piano playing, um, but uh, it looks like he either trained for months or it's, or he can play the piano and we just don't know it um, or it's digital trickery because the, the difficult jazz piano playing that he's meant to be doing throughout the film looks seamless. It's incredible. Um, so, and I know for like, um, this is going to be a random one, but I know for like grand piano, Elijah Wood like learned, he didn't learn how to play the piano, but he learned how to play the certain pieces he had to do for the close up shots so that the director could get what he wanted. And I wonder if Gosling just did the same, but it's, it's excellent. It, it really is. And it's a lot of fun. And it's not so sweet that you'll kind of feel kind of sick halfway through, but it's not so hipster as to drive you crazy. It's it's like a nice balance. I really loved it. Mm. it yeah, it's not playing everywhere yet. So I've, I haven't seen the player on here yet, but I'm glad to hear good things about it besides what you see on TV. Oh, yeah, because it's local, I think. I think it's only New York and L.A., and it's going full on Christmas Day, I think. I think it's going full country on Christmas Day. And when I say full country, I don't mean that they're about to like don plaid shirts and uh, cowboy hats and start uh, singing old uh, <laughs> Johnny Cash songs. I just mean they're full country, as in across the country. I would watch that movie. I would watch that movie. <laughs> Emma Stone and Ryan Gosling going full country this Christmas. Um, <laughs> that one. So we saw La La Land. I love and... it when you do an impression of me. <laughs> yeah, it's all those all those nights listening to your voice on podcasting, Jamie. It just allowed me to uh, really get the Georgian accent correct. Um, it's funny because I was trying to do a Texan, Texan accent, but whatever. Um, the uh, the other one I saw, which I have to plug, I have to plug this movie because it's one of those that no one fucking saw and they should have done because it's on Netflix for free and it's amazing. Um, it's another little indie one starring Elijah Wood, but it also has Nicolas Cage with a comedy mustache, and that is the movie The Trust. And I know Cage is like 10 shit ones, one good one. Well, this is the one good one out of his 10 shit ones. Um, and uh, it really, really is. It's a good, neat, little Coen Brothers-esque heist thriller comedy um, that's all about the characters and the tension and not really about the heist. And it's really, really well done. Uh, we reviewed it on the show recently, and I can just urge everyone to go see it. Everyone I've told about it and who has actually gone and seen it has loved it. Um, and it's on Netflix for free right now, so check out The Trust, um, the directors of which will be on my show because they emailed me when they heard our show and said, thank you for reviewing our movie. Um sure. So, uh, so yeah, they'll be on our show this week. But uh, go see The Trust, because I can't speak too highly of it. La La Land and The Trust uh, and Nice Guys and Bloodfather. They're like my top four of the year. So nice, I'm going to shut up now. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Daddy, what you been watching, kid? Who, me? Yes. 
So they're playing La La Land in Boston too, man. I saw that. I I couldn't agree with more with everything you said, dude. Um, the soundtrack has been stuck in my head ever since I saw the movie. So it's definitely got that going for it, man. Um, I saw that and Man- Manchester by the Sea in the same day, and um, that's by far my number one film um, of the year. I love that one. Obviously, being being a homegrown Boston dude, I, I love that one. And, uh, yeah, I've been doing a lot of watching, uh, a lot of stuff, man. Just saw Rogue One the other day. Um, love that. <clears throat> I just got off, uh, doing a podcast with our friend Alex, uh, talking about that for about an hour and a half. So that was fun. And, uh, what else have I, I've been watching? Whole bunch of stuff, man. The, see, it's tough, man. Cause like you said, there's, there's a lot of shit that comes out, um, you know, during most of the year. And then right at the end, all the award, all the award, uh, movies come out and it's it's right towards the end so there's a bunch of good stuff coming out right about now in the next couple of weeks so um so it kind of makes up for all the bullshit but yeah man i've been seeing a lot of good stuff lately sweet uh yeah. jammins what you been watching girl well it's getting to be that time of year when i'm trying to squeeze in all the movies that i haven't seen up to this point because it's getting down to the wire for me to start doing a a top 10 list like we do every year and I am hard-pressed to fill that shit out. I mean, it's it has been rough. I mean, and as rough as it, it has been all around, like, you know, with Suicide Squad and, oh. um, and stuff like that, it has been equally rough on the horror end. Um, I keep hearing people talk about how horror has been fantastic this year, and I, I don't know what they're watching because... I can't find it. Now, there have been a few things, of course, but uh, we've, I've Jamie, been really did you... trying to... Mm-hmm. Sorry to interrupt, but did you see The Barn? Because I know our friend Tim Gross was going on about The Barn, and I couldn't find it, but did you end up seeing it? I did not. Okay, I, that, I should, I should check that out then. He's really um, pushing that movie, The Barn. Yeah, but <laughs> as, as for the other one, Green Room, which everyone's talking about, I didn't dig it. But anyway, sorry, Jamie, go back to your thing, sorry. Um, well, oh, no, it's fine. Um, I appreciate, actually, I will, I will add that to my list of to watch. Um, but, um, one that I did find and it was because of the Hail Ming guys, um, not Hail Ming. Um, <laughs> uh, it was <laughs> for the, oh, son of a bitch. What was the show? Uh, hell anyway, I don't remember, but it, there was a show that I was listening to and it, it wasn't Hail Ming. I apologize if you guys are listening. I do love your show and that's why it's stuck in my head, I think. But, um, it was uh, a show that was uh, talking about movies of the year, and they brought up Christopher Lloyd's performance in I Am Not a oh, Serial Killer. Yes. And so it's on Netflix, and we just watched it uh, earlier this week. And holy cow, that movie is so good. It yeah. is so good. It's so original and really well done. It's a little indie film. The acting is spectacular. Christopher Lloyd is so good. And uh, it even has some really cool effects. So... Uh, I didn't know that much about it until I heard someone drop the name. I hadn't heard anybody talking about it, you know, previous to that. So um, I highly recommend it. I think it's excellent, and it definitely has made my list for the year. So that makes me feel a lot better. That's at least one more slot filled. But um, <laughs> I've had a rough time. <laughs> and you rough love time. filling slots, don't you, Jim? <laughs> <laughs> When's the last I time uh, Christopher Wood acted? <laughs> I think the last time Christopher Lloyd acted was Piranha 3DD, wasn't it? Maybe so. That maybe the I think that maybe the last thing I've seen him in. Anyway, didn't we review that Jamie back in the day? Yes. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> so Jamie, um, I I watched the beginning of uh, Serial Killer, whatever it's called, um, 
because I got a screener of it earlier in the year, and I have to. It was it was late, and it probably wasn't the best time to watch it. So I only kind of got twenty five minutes in, and was a bit sort of. I wasn't turned off by it, but I also wasn't like compelled to keep watching it or watch it again the next day. Should I keep watching it? Was that was that a mistake? Should I be in a better mood and go ahead and watch it again? I think so because uh, what it does and it does very well is it kind of plays with your expectations a, a little bit. I mean, you kind of, uh, once you're that far in, you kind of have an idea of where it's going, but it does right. some really nice things at the end. And I have to tell you, it was also um, very emotional for me um, uh, in, in an aspect that I did not expect. Like I, uh, it was emotional from a point of view that I did not see coming. And um, I Which cried. at least means that you're not a sociopath. Yeah, <laughs> that, that, well, that much I have found out because of that film. There we go. Maybe because of that movie. Because <laughs> isn't but, that one of the dilemmas the lead character is kind of facing at the beginning of the movie? Yeah, or I yes, up on, is yeah. that um, he has difficulty uh, relating to people and in his family. And, and you know, he stumbles across uh, there's a murder in the town. You know, really nasty things are going on in the town, and he's interested in it from a morbid sort of interest level, but not because he really cares about what happens to people because he doesn't have the capacity to do that. But, um, I don't know. It's very, it's very interesting. I think the characters are, and then uh, he ran for president. (laughs) 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 Uh, the characters have quite a bit of depth and, uh, I think it's charming. And Dan, I, you, I'm, I'm gathering you saw it because just uh, from your reaction, do you agree with me? I love it. I, I really do love it. But to dude's point, too, I do think that you have to be in a certain um, you have to have a certain mindset to be watching it. You have to be in a certain mood to really get into it. So like you said, if you're watching it late night or whatever, I can totally see kind of being turned off um, to it in, in a lot of different aspects. But like, yeah, if uh, if you if you really sit down and get into it, dude, I loved it. I, I actually I watched it and then I was thinking about it you know, for about, you know, a day or two. And I just watched it again um, a couple of days ago and I liked it even more. So absolutely, dude, I would recommend the shit out of that movie. I've got a good friend who lives <laughs> in the town where that was filmed. Um, and I was talking to her about it. The The movie theater that they show, like three or four times in the film, was actually a church. Oh, oh really? Yeah. Oh, that's where yeah. was it filmed? Um, yeah. It was filmed in Minnesota. Hmm. What is the okay. name of the? T- I think it's it's Virginia, Minnesota. I think it's weird because it's like the state, and then the town has another state name. I think it's Virginia. I don't know. I hope the town kept it as a movie theater after it after the the filming stopped because it's a much better use. Yeah, yeah. I'd rather see somebody <laughs> buy that and turn it into a repertory cinema than what it currently is. <laughs> Sorry, guys. That's for all your atheist brethren out there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, they're going to pull our advertising on CBN after that, John. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Somebody's going to pay for that shit. Uh, anything uh, else, uh, J- Jamie? Uh, I'm, not, I'm sure there are some random things here and there, but um, uh, that's the that's the one thing that was sticking out to me. <laughs> okay. X, what did you ever watch, man? Um, a couple things, but mostly a lot of old stuff. I guess the most recent thing I've seen that I liked a lot was The Devil's Dolls, which is also on Netflix. And I thought that was really fun. It almost felt like a uh, 
almost like a 1970s TV movie. You know, one of the good ones. Like, Ooh. like The Eyes of Charles Sand or The Power or something like that. But essentially it's about worry dolls, um, four worry dolls that belonged to a serial killer. And they do very bad things to you if you come into possession of them. Um, but it's a pretty tight script. I had a lot of fun with that. Um, I highly recommend that one. Nice. We, As far as anything else, we managed somehow this year, Cody and I have managed to just like collect franchises on Blu-ray. Like we've just gone back and gotten some of the classics. And we cracked open the... Um, it's, it's the Coppola restoration of The Godfather. Um, so, yeah, Godfather 1 and 2, because nobody watches 3. I mean, come on, fuck you. Nobody watches that <laughs> shit. But, <laughs> but I don't know. I don't know if I like to transfer or not. And, and, that's, and that sounds so nerdy. I'm not sure if I appreciate the yellowish tones that they have <laughs> uh, laid over this particular film. But, yeah, I don't know. But it's still great stuff, so... Yeah, I've been watching Godfather. Do you listen to my shows? Because <laughs> that's a comment I have made on more than one occasion. God, there's something about that transfer that just bugs the living shit out of me, and I can't narrow it down. Oh, so. Hey, dude, since you mentioned The Godfather, man, did you guys see the uh, latest news about Scorsese's new flick with uh, Robert De Niro and how they're going to do um, a CGI version of De Niro as, you know, he's younger, basically like what they just did in Rogue One with uh, with Tarkin and whatnot? Is, he, is it a Snickers commercial? Yeah. <laughs> Might as well be. Um, yeah, no, but like, did, does anybody know what I'm talking about? Anybody see the new Star Wars flick and how they're, uh, you know, it started with Jeff Bridges and Tron 2 and they did it with Schwarzenegger. Um, and then they, they resurrected my boy Cushing, much to my right. chagrin. Uh, I haven't seen it yet, but uh, no doubt that will be the point in the uh, movie where I go, no, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> oh, but um, dude. But I really hope you change your mind because I went in with that mindset, dude. Holy shit, you you can't tell. It's ridiculous. It's it's so well done. But I'll let you decide. But I'll be honest with you, everybody in in the theater where I saw it was fucking blown away. And I mean, listen, we're at a point where you know it's like an ethical thing, right? Like, should they bring it back, or you know, because he's been dead what since? I think uh, my buddy Alex told me Peter Cushing's been dead since the nineties. Is that yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, he's he's been he's been dead a good couple of decades, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but um, it was done flawlessly, and they do that to another character as well. I'm not going to say who, but they uh, they do it flawlessly. So I think I think we're there personally as far as the technology is concerned. Um, and and I'm just curious to what you guys think about that whole aspect of, uh, especially because Scorsese is going to do it too. I mean, shit, you know, you know, it's it's just. What, uh, I mean, to to be to be perfectly honest, um, CGI actors, whatever. Da, 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 da. I'm sure the um, uh, the unions are going to have more to say about it than the fans, to be honest. But like mm. the, it, it it all depends on the story at the end of the day. So, for example, like some of the couple of the couple of times it's been done in Marvel movies to kind of um, uh, <laughs> de-age de- people or yeah. 
you know, show a clip from their past or whatever to inform the story. I'm not 100% against that. So, And secondly, also because those actors are still, like, in the movie playing themselves. Right. So if Scorsese is doing something whereby, like, he wants to do some flashbacks with a younger De Niro and they want to kind of figure out how to do that, then... I would have to see it. I would have to see the story as to whether I'm against it or for it. Uh, ultimately, I'm kind of, you know, I'm a bit more of a, I'm not snooty, but I'm a bit more of a purist when it comes to films. I'm not a big fan of remakes and I'm not a big fan of, um, uh, you know, trying to crowbar in younger people or people who have died or whatever it is using CGI. I just think like either go out and I, go out and tell the stories you can tell. If you need to kind of resurrect other characters and things i'm just it's just a bit i would rather some dude who looked a bit like we were watching hellboy the other day yeah. um are we watching hellboy because one of kim's favorite films and at the beginning of that they have a young actor and i don't know his name playing a young john hurt and he's doing a really good job at playing a young john hurt and i i understand that obviously he's the first thing you see in a movie and then you see an older john hurt and it's not as jarring as if it was back and forth but I still say, like, if you're going to do, if you want to resurrect Peter Cushing's character, cast someone who can play that role and do it, look, look the part just about and, and go on from there. I don't necessarily need a kind of CGI Cushing. It's sort of more of a, to me, it's more of a gimmick. If it's part of the story, then I'll have to kind of buy into it once I see it. But like, to me, it's just a gimmick, and it'll always sort of be gimmicky, no matter... You know, it's like, right. well, why don't we put Humphrey Bogart back in a movie? Well, why? Right. <laughs> who cares? Like, I mean, right. for the novelty, for the novelty value for about two minutes, but beyond that, like, well, just go and, watch and, an old Bogart movie. And I, I'm glad you brought that up, though, because without, I'm not going to give anything away, I promise, but the way they use his character in it... It ain't like it's a you know <clears throat> you got a you got a back shot of him. No, he's part of the story, and if, especially you know when when Rogue One takes place and whatnot. Um, Tarkin's a huge part of that story in terms of um, running the Death Star or whatever. He's not just in it for for a scene and here and there. No, he's in a huge chunk of the movie, and and I personally think it's done flawlessly. So I understand. I totally get where you're coming from because I was in that exact place before I saw it. But I definitely want to hear your reaction after you see it because um, just the way it's done, and and that's all I'll say. Yeah, I mean the only reason to really use it if you're going to start resurrecting old English horror actors. Um, is to get Donald Pleasance and CGI put him in every single fucking movie that's made from now uh, until I die. I just want Donald Pleasance. He just shows up in a trench coat. He just says, you don't understand him. He's not a man. And then walks away again. Like, I just want him to do that uh, in every single movie. Yeah. Oh, no, John, what if it had a coup? No, no, stay with me here. Okay. If they had a, if they had a CG Christopher Lee in a CG Telly Savalas on on Puerto Imperial Star Starship, <laughs> and then, then, then there was a hypnotic Yeti who could who could shapeshift on board. Oh, that, no, I would be all over that shit. Uh, <laughs> a CGI Telly Savalas, Christopher Lee, and Peter Cushing uh, going on the hunt for some mad shapeshifting Yeti aboard a starship. That is the Star Wars I have dreamt of as a child uh, and will not be happy until I see with my own two eyes. That's the plot to Horror Express, by the way, people you guys didn't know. Yeah, just... people who don't understand Horror Express. 
<laughs> where basically Peter Cushing and Christopher Lee play two Englishmen who, when confronted with things, go, "What? Well, that's preposterous, we're English, throughout the whole movie, until Telly Savalas shows up as a Cossack for no good reason. And it's steals fantastic. the show. He does. <laughs> he just shows up and goes, I'm Kojak, baby. Um, it's, it's fantastic. <laughs> but in a Russian Cossack outfit. <laughs> yes. Oh, man. As far as I go... I've been watching a lot of holiday stuff, I guess, because I've been trying to put myself in that mood. So I watched Scrooge and Die Hard and some other goodies. And, you know, I haven't watched Gremlins yet, but that's coming soon, I guarantee it. And also today for, for $5 on Voodoo, I bought Emmett Otter's Jug Band Christmas. Which oh, if, yes. you know, if, if you don't know what that is, guys, you know, that, you guys can check it out. <laughs> it is. Best holiday special ever. It's Jim Henson joint, so you should watch it. Gary, how's uh, that going for you with the Christmas watching stuff? Because we talked about this before. You're you're very hit or miss on Christmas, correct? Like year by year. I, I like the Christmas movies. They they put me in a a decent mood. It's just you know Christmas in general just kind of blows. It's just you know unless you spend it with, with with folks that you like, and there's not a ton of folks that I like that are around me, and so I'm not saying fuck, I'm not saying fuck children, fuck Christmas. It's just you know if I had a so, child, I'd Gary, go Gary, Gary, whoa, 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 whoa. Do not fuck children, okay? I'm just saying that. Just, just that's that's kind of a universal thing. We all got together. I know we can't decide on lots of things. We can't decide on race relations or homosexuals or things like that. But like fucking children, I think we've all agreed that's we don't do that. So I'm just telling John, you. John, you just because you said something, John, I'm going to take that under advisement, okay? <laughs> not the fuck children. You can okay? fuck children. You can fuck Christmas, though. That's fine. Um, just remember, though, Gary, whenever you're feeling low at Christmas, Cobra is a Christmas movie. Yes, I, it I, is. I'll leave that with you there, right there. Yes, it is. And you, get, <laughs> and, you, and you get Brian Thompson, which is lovely, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to blow this door to hell. I don't care. I don't shop here. I love that movie. Fuck and he it. cuts pizza with scissors. <laughs> I often cut pizza with scissors as well, yes. Yes, while polishing his gun. <laughs> and beating up Hispanics on the boardwalk just for no and, good reason. And John, John, I know you hate I know you hate remakes with a passion, but I can't recommend this enough because it showed enough respect to its original and the Seven Samurai to be fucking balls amazing. Because that Magnificent Seven movie with Denzel Washington and the rest is is pretty great. Oh, I like that movie. Except they put the Prattning in it, and I'm just sick and tired he's, of the Prattning thing. Good in the, he's good in that movie, though. He's good in it. Uh, yeah, I, 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 don't, I don't like the character. <laughs> I, I kind of had fun with that This Means War film where him and Tom Hardy were going at it. I no, no, like the Pratt, Prattning dude. Not Chris Pine. Not Chris Pine. The Prattning. Uh, Chris Pratt. Chris Pratt, Pratt, Pratt. Star-Lord. He's, uh, he's Star-Lord in Guards of the Galaxy, and he's about the only thing that spoils that movie i think he's pretty great Ned. but, but my, my, awesome, my, my, my favorite part about that movie <laughs> is is that they reunited ethan hawk and vincent d'onofrio for this movie I, lo- I love the newton boys if you guys have seen that film about the which i think are american folk heroes that they made a movie about them about train robbers right but d'onofrio with this film he's he's large and in charge he has a beard he's he's doing bible scriptures and he has a tomahawk for no good reason but he is just the force to be reckoned with, just beating the fuck out of people in that movie. And I, I love it. So. I did like it. It's the same dude who did The Equalizer with Denzel, right? I think so. That's is an it, awesome movie. 
That's an awesome movie. And I look, I'm a big fan of uh, you, Edward Woodward going around New York City in a blazer telling people, don't be stupid, I'll handle it for you. Uh, I do like that. Um, so it was a bit of a jarring thing to see uh, Denzel play the part, but I thought it was an awesome film. I really liked it. I love old man action. It's right up there with like Taken and some others for me. So I would, um, and John Wick and things like that. So I thought the equalizer was really good. Um, I'm interested to see the Magnificent Seven just because it's Denzel and it's this director. Uh, and you've, you're selling me on D'Onofrio, dude, because I'm a big D'Onofrio fan. I think you're going to like it, John. And I know you don't like remakes, but this shows uh, in respect to, you know, uh, the, the original, you know, workings. Sure. Well, you know, like about this is, and this isn't really a big spoiler, but in the, the 60s one, which has the most manliest cast ever casted, you know. Yul Brenner. You can't get more manly than the Brinster. I mean, he really does bring it. But they, they spent a lot of time in that movie getting the seven together. You know, they, they give you enough time to kind of get to know the characters. This one, not so much. But, like, it's kind of like, it's kind of like what, everything I didn't like about the Avengers, when, when they assembled, it was kind of wonderful, you know. Yeah. The indie, the, the my fault, the American Indian guy just shooting people with the bow and arrow and stuff was yeah. it, it's, it's pretty great. I, I loved it, and I can't recommend it enough. Yeah. <laughs> well, speaking of the Avengers, Gary, uh, what did you guys think of D'Onofrio as uh, Kingpin? I, I, I thought he was decent. He's better. He's better than better, you know. R.I.P. Better than Mike Clark Duncan. You know. Well, yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, I hey, can't. I, even... I I like that film, and I'll 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 defend it. You know, more than Ben Affleck ever would. You know, but uh... I, I'm, I'm sure you would. Yeah, no, everybody involved with that movie fucking hates that movie. It's it's a good one to uh, make a nice, tasty segue from uh, comic book movies to what we're talking about this episode, because of course, uh, the appearance as um, the mortuary dude uh, or the assistant or whatever of Kevin Smith in the original Daredevil movie, back when him and Affleck were still talking. Mm-hmm. Um, before Garner got her uh, nails into Affleck and went, you don't want to hang around with Smith. He's uh, fat and he makes fun of you, uh, which is apparently exactly what she said. Uh, so <laughs> that's why Affleck isn't showing up in any of his more recent stuff. But but um, we'll move on to the, my favorite part of the show, the, the beeps of the week. John Cross, uh, one of our guests, what's pissing you off this week? Will you have any beefs of the week, sir? Fucking pants are pissing me off, dude. Fucking <laughs> pants. Where I can a gentleman? <laughs> where can a gentleman find a decent fucking pair of pants that fucking fit? I'm not abnormally sized. I'm not weirdly shaped. Why the hell can I not just walk into a store, a man store, and buy man pants? Where the fuck of all these childish, skinny? tween pants cropped up from i don't know who's doing it but they need to start right now otherwise i'm going to start pulling out fingernails and kneeing crotches because fuck this shit um in 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 terms of movies uh what's pissing me off in terms of movies just that 2016 has been shit. I mean, look, you, you've excited me about The Magnificent Seven. I will go back and rewatch the um, serial killer movie. But, like, even, even, even if I love those two, right, even if they enter my top ten, there's still about three or four in my top ten that are only in there 
to really pad it out and any other year wouldn't be in my top 10. They're just in my top 10 because there really isn't any other movies. I mean, I sat and watched, I think, 25 or 30 of the movies that I missed from 2016. And each one of them, I was like, what? This is just awful. And it's not just mod. It's not just blockbusters either. I'm watching indie stuff. I'm watching recommendations. I'm watching all sorts of, all sorts of stuff. And it's just... Oh, it's it's hard work. Even something like Hell or High Water, which got huge rave reviews, was a good movie. It's a yep. good, solid movie, and it. But but it was it like it didn't blow my skirt up. Like it it was okay. Like it was good. Like for 2016, it was a fucking amazing movie. But for any other year, it would just be you know a decent film. Um, and and so yeah, I, I guess what's pissing me off movie wise is just the, how bad 2016 has been. Um, and I would love to look forward to the next few years with optimism and hope, but uh, I'm sorry that has been sucked from me and beaten wafer thin by the shit heels on social media. So I have no hope at all whatsoever. People um, blew up. People blew up Sicario so bad too. I, I didn't see it. You know, as, as far as people out thought it was so great, I think Emily Blunt took me out of the film a little bit, but um. Emily That's Blunt the, could take me out to a film. Is she taking yeah, people out to films now? That. I would love that. I'm talking about out of the, out of the film. Like I didn't <laughs> like her in the film, and then it kind of took me out of what probably was a pretty decent film. But I, I wasn't feeling it. I love how you explained that as if he didn't really get it. Like, <laughs> like he, he he's British. Like he maybe really it, didn't understand what you were saying. <laughs> He, he's a British non-hipster New Yorker, so how am I? He, he's better than I am in every way, probably. You know. No, no, Gary, no, Gary. You are. Well, listen, I'm not gonna look. You got me a phantasm cast signed ukulele. There is like, there's no greater thing. Like, you are far the better man, sir. So please, let's stop this nonsense you right here. Think I'm nice or something. I don't know, even to calm that stuff down. Cross is all I'm saying. <laughs> I have compassion for people and what they do. You know, well, people I like anyway. You know. Yeah. <laughs> Daniel. Yeah, Gary's really a shit. Don't listen to Gary or anything about yes. it. He's awful. You know better. <laughs> Dan, what is your beef of the week, sir? Um, I don't really have any, but if we're if I were to point to a couple things, it'd be it'd be two. <laughs> I'm, I'm I don't really have any, but here's two. <laughs> but, no, 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 I'm, I'm digging here though. So you you mentioned Sicario, right? I saw Arrival. I fell asleep. I thought Arrival was okay. Yes, it was just. Dan. It was whatever. You are you are right. Arrival is the most overly hyped, Dude, right? Piece drivelly boring turd this year i thought finally maybe a movie that's going to drag me out of the doldrums of 2016 and it's 45 minutes of her teaching aliens to read that's it oh jesus dude somebody had to shake me and wake me up because i was snoring in the theater (laughs) and i just left so but one one thing about that though is um i don't know if uh you guys mentioned john wick uh anybody see the john wick 2 trailer not yet but i want to it's, yeah, it's pretty but great. Yeah. Since you mentioned that director of Scario and Arrival, um, the fucking Blade Runner trailer, which looks awesome. You mentioned yeah. Gosling and La La Land too, man. I was fucking pumped about that. So I was pissed for a minute about Arrival, but uh, what is his name? Denise Villeneuve. Um, he's he's doing Blade Runner, so I'm not I'm not too sad about that whole situation. But the other thing. And Jamie mentioned this earlier. Why the fuck 
Are they giving David Ayer another fucking DC cinematic movie with, um, you know, what is it, the uh, Sirens or whatever the fuck it is with Harley Quinn? They're giving this guy another movie after he made his music video fucking Suicide Squad uh, flick or whatever the fuck you want to call it when they when they fucking a fight mess. the. I want dude, to that... call it a mess. It's bullshit, dude. That movie, I was so excited for that movie, and I was like, what the fuck am I watching right now? So, um, and then they just gave him another movie. So, I'm sorry, dude, but, like, I keep giving the DC Cinematic Universe a chance, dude. I'm pretty much done, dude. Like, they just keep fucking up. The biggest problem with the DC Cinematic Universe is it has nothing to do with Suicide Squad, because I'm one of those people who thought it was okay. Because, you know, except for, you know, the anticlimactic shit. I had some fun with certain characters, and that's what kept me in it. But, um, is that... That was doing... part of the problem, is they only gave a shit about certain characters. You know, because they well, have that's... an entire... They have an well, entire I... ensemble there, right. and they didn't give... give a damn about any of them. Uh, unless... Now I'm gonna go all nerd here, but nobody gives a fuck about Flash's villains, unless it's Gorilla Grodd, okay? Well, they might, if you write them correctly, you know, give them something to do. Have you, you seen know, Captain, I mean... Captain Boomerang doing stuff? It's pretty boring, okay? <laughs> it's pretty boring. <laughs> Yeah, well, I mean, it, I guess he was treated a little bit better than guy who climbs things. Yeah, he was just yeah. kind of thrown in there. <laughs> like, what? I thought Jake Hernandez did a good job in that movie, man. My boy from Hostel. He fucking killed it as a fire dude. But Margot Robbie, though, she she yeah. has my heart. And not just in hot pants, okay? But the hot pants help things. You got know? more than my heart. Jesus Christ, dude. Yeah. I hear, I, she like, I hear she likes a bearded man, Gary, so you oh, should that... uh, probably call her up. <laughs> Well, she she is engaged now, and I seen her wearing a Rangers jersey, which kind of made my penis get a little bit smaller. As far yeah, as you know, does, does the man have the, does the man have a beard, Gary? That's the question you have to ask. I, I, I don't recall. Yeah, he probably doesn't. In which case, you're taking over. I'm telling you that right now. <laughs> oh, and Gary, that that's another thing that's bothering me. I'm I'm growing a beard for the first time, and it's fucking itching the fuck out of me, dude. So that's all. Oh, I'm... it's all about the sacrifice, man. Sacrifice. Dan, Dan sack the fuck up, dude. Work your <laughs> way trying, through it. Work your way through, brother, and you'll. I tell you what. Once it comes out the other end, it's glorious. It's, it's glorious. So you won't go back, dude. You will not go back. Just leave it on there. It's all good. It's how men are meant to be. What do you mean all when right. it comes out the other end? You can grow a beard so long <laughs> that it comes out your ass? <laughs> Depending yeah, we'll on, on that. Listen, X, X, my dream is to be the dude in the hole in Life of Brian where his beard goes <laughs> down around his holes and tucks up under. That's what I want. <laughs> That's the dream. <laughs> If you the America, the, the the New England's dream for you there, Dad. You can grow a beard. You can go work on a fishing boat. And, you know, possibly get caught in a mad storm somewhere. Impossibly hang out with Mark Duncan's before I do it, kid. I'm gonna get a crumble. Yep. <laughs> yeah, John, right. grow your beard until it's a mankini. Yeah, that's. <laughs> you know what? Fuck, Jesus. You know what, Jamie? You just Merkin. changed my whole outlook on life. That's the <laughs> I, I won't need thermals come. I won't need thermals come the winter weather, if you know what I mean. I've got I've got a beard. Oh, I know what you mean. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, anyways, that's all I got. That's all the bitching I got for now. Come Jamie, back in two minutes. <laughs> Jamie, what's piss- what's your beef of the week, girl? All right. Well, I've always got something, yeah. and and this week it has been those 
negative posts that people put on other people's Facebook posts. Okay. Just for no reason at all. Uh, like say someone says, wow, I'm really cold. And then, you know, here comes the inevitable, you don't know cold, you know, <laughs> or, and it's like, you know, dude, why, why do you have to be an asshole? Just, <laughs> just, or like, it's like, where are you? Oh, you're, cause I'm speaking, a friend of mine from Georgia posted that he was cold. It was 24 degrees, you know? I'm like, look, I'm in Michigan. It's colder than that, but I'm not going to tell him, I'm not going to be an asshole and be like, oh, you don't know cold, you son of a bitch. You know, it's like, if the man's cold, he's cold. Let him be cold. Why you got to be a dick? That's all I'm saying. No, I'm I'm with you on that, Jamie. I mean, it's just, you know, the, the, let people just, it's their Facebook feed. Let them talk or, you know, let their, their, whatever the fuck I'm saying, their timeline, let them say what they want. And if you, you don't have to agree with it, but you don't have to be like, oh, you don't know what the fuck you're talking about. You dumb shit. You know, which I mean, (laughs) people just, it's like the one upmanship, I guess is what it is. And it drives me nuts. I I used to walk 10 miles to school. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Oh, what are you talking about? I've got icicles hanging from my balls right now. (laughs) You don't know shit. Oh, wait, is my camera on? And then um, on the movie front, I am just getting sick of movies like I am the shitty thing that lives in the house where <laughs> they're, getting, <laughs> oh, God. they're getting all this acclaim. And that is the yeah. – do you know – Does all right, all right, X, I think you've seen that movie. Oh, yeah. I'm pretty sure you did. Right. Okay. Did you know game. that it's supposed to be an homage to Shirley Jackson? Oh, fuck I no, me, Ronan. Fuck, I had no fucking idea. The author in that movie is supposed to be Shirley Jackson. Are you serious? And I'm like, yeah. And I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? She doesn't write like that. You know, no. and plus the author in the film is writing crime thrillers. Shirley Jackson wrote horror. Stick it up your ass. But it's like, <laughs> it's just, I, I, I don't know. I mean, like, they they missed the mark so fucking hard on that. I didn't even get it. Like, I didn't even know that. I had no idea. But anyway... It's just, it's it's this Oz Perkins, and I just, I don't know what to do with this dude, man. I mean, it's Anthony Perkins' son, and uh, he's been an actor for a while, but he's got two movies now. One Wait, is... does that happen? How does, what happened? Did Anthony it, Perkins have a son? A man and a woman oh, love you know, each other very much. Well, <laughs> in that case, I wouldn't think so in that case. It I, That's a good, you know what, I never even thought about that, but... Um, I don't think he was... Extremely discerning as far as okay. gender yeah, but, bias. Yeah, I mean, I guess it does happen. Uh, but um, anyway, which, he has that in February or Black Coat's Daughter, which and which, by the way, I had issues with. I think the story was very good. I think the I think the idea was really solid. The execution, though, drove me fucking nuts. However, to quote Brian, after we watched the I'm the pretty thing that lives in the house, Brian said, "Well." One thing I have to say for this movie is it made it it made February look like a white knuckle thrill ride, and so, <laughs> <laughs> and which is true because it's it's so fucking it is awful. It is just really awful. But then, and I'm just watching these people just sort of throw up all over it, and I'm like, I don't understand. Like, mm-hmm. what are you seeing that I'm not seeing? Because I I I don't know. Has anybody else? I know X has seen it, but has anybody else seen it? Dan, did you watch it? 
I tried. Same thing with Arrival. I fell asleep. <laughs> yeah, okay. It's on Netflix. If anybody wants to try, give it a try, I do not recommend it. I can't do it. Yeah. But um, it's just... What's it, what's it, is it one of these, like, possession uh, no, things? It's, or a, no? it's, a, it's a ghost, it's a ghost film. Story. Oh, it's a ghost um, film. Yeah, fuck, fuck. It, it. It, 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 I don't watch remakes. I don't watch ghost possession, <laughs> exorcism. Uh, it's a haunting in Connecticut with the exorcism of Emily Annabelle. With the t- I don't know. Fuck. If it's made by anyone who had anything to do with the Saw franchise, I avoid it like the fucking plague. No, no, no. I don't watch any it, of those films. It starts out with this. <laughs> and I guess part of the problem is it's pretending. Or DC. I don't watch any DC movies either. Fuck DC. Um, it starts out I've, with. I've not seen any. I just. <laughs> Since Man of Steel, I have not watched any of the DC movies. You're better off, bro. I can, under- I can understand that. I can understand that. Totally. They have one shot left with me, and that's Wonder Woman. Hmm. And they Oh, that not- looks fucking awesome, by the way, Wonder Woman. I think it does, but, you know, we'll see. Should have hired Jesse Johnson. <laughs> but anyway, that's it. I'm just bit, I just, you know, please just don't. You know, if somebody says they're cold, just let them be cold. You don't got to be a dick. Wait, Jamie, I know something that'll turn that frown upside down. Hey, do you know what the date is today? Uh, December 20th? Yes. And it's the 20th anniversary of what? I don't know. Oh, I know what this is. Wait, I don't care. What year is this? I know where I'm going with this. What year is this? 2016. So 20th. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do some math. <laughs> Just tell her, okay? My my favorite movie of all time. Don't, don't you play the movie, Sin. Movies don't scre- create psychos. Psych- I've been, there you go. I've said scream like three times. <laughs> Fair enough. Okay. I've met Matthew Lillard. We didn't know we talked about not, not scream that one time, okay? It's a, it was wonderful gentleman. I mean, you talked to him for two hours about SLC Punk. Well, yes. That's a very good okay. movie. <laughs> I like that movie. Um. Anyway, well, that's that's cool. I didn't even realize that. But it, what it is, I was thinking today, though, oh, that might be why they did a YouTube video about it today. Yeah. Anyway, I was watching a YouTube video about it today thinking, wow, it has really been 20 fucking years. Don't you feel old? It's insane. I know. Crazy, right? I just but wanted to make you happy because you said You did. Thank you, love. Well, if you want to know anything about Tony Perkins' Gadar, Dan, there's a good documentary called Tab Hunter Confidential. Where- yeah. Yeah, that's a good documentary. They talk about their their affair together. So, oh, really? That's another recommendation. If I had to throw one out there, yeah. I, t- I a- told Jamie this story one time. Um, my grandfather was in the uh, in the army, and he picked up Anthony Perkins one time and gave him a ride, and he wrote him a check for giving him a ride one time. I was like, please tell me you saved that check. Of course not. But <laughs> yeah, that's my little Anthony Perkins story. Nice. X, what's pissing you off, sir? Get him, X. As usual, it's the Fox Network. <laughs> Not renewing Exorcist? They did. Did they renew it? Because I didn't... Yeah. I, earlier today, I hadn't heard that they had renewed it. What? Right, I read a story that season two is coming, so... Yes. Is it? I heard, yeah. Well, I don't have any beef oh. anymore. Okay. Yay! That makes me That makes me happy. I fucking I loved love that show so much. Yeah, they, they, so they, good. They, they lost me when they said that Gina Davis was was Reagan. You know, spoiler. I thought that was amazing. That was great. I, I don't. I, I don't. I don't think. I was so excited. I don't. What, think Linda, that... Linda Blair too busy cuddling dogs. They couldn't get her back on the show. <laughs> yeah. I don't. I don't. I don't think... about that. He would. He. <laughs> no, aside when I interviewed my... Linda Blair, she was higher than I was, dude. Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> I say, aside from my feelings for Linda Blair, which this is known for for me, I think she's a cunt. Angus Grimm thought she was a cunt. So that's two like minds, okay, at least. Oh, that three. Linda, that, that's yeah. three that think Linda Blair is a cunt. Can I ask you I, a question? Did Angus Grimm use the word cunt? <laughs> yes, he used the word cunt. And I'll tell you this story, John, off the air, okay? But Because I just right. told it here like three times. Oh, okay. But, but um... Yeah, I, I just I just didn't, didn't think that it needed it. I thought it was just fine without that little faux pas in there. Well, I didn't I, think I, it, I didn't no, think I, it was I, a I faux was pas. That. No, I was loving it before that, but that just made me love it even more. Like I just I just tt'd a little when yeah. when that happened. So X, um, I only saw the trailer. I didn't watch the series mainly because a I don't get Fox, and secondly because I have so little time. It's ridiculous. Um, but uh, when I saw the trailer, it, it to me it was just like he's an exorcist. He has stubble. He is the sexy exorcist. <laughs> like that's what it seemed to me. Like it was stubble. just like they they've made him a sexy exorcist. God forbid it be an old man or a man. Struggling with his faith. No, instead, let's make him young and sexy and hip because it's 2016. Um, Well, there are two sexy exorcists. There's there's a young Hispanic and then there's the kind of stubbly, grizzled Brit. Yeah. And um, together they they make a team. They're kind of like the... Do you love those stubbly bristled grits? Uh, Bristled grits? (laughs) Yes, those bristled grits. Grits. Every morning for breakfast I try to have some bristled grits. Um, I I went to New Orleans recently and bristled grits, I tell you, some of them are great. Some good shit. (laughs) (laughs) Now all they got to do is bring fucking Hannibal back and we'll be all set. Yeah, that would be good too. But I mean, as far as the Exorcist goes, I'm just saying these two guys—they're kind of like um, it's like the Hardcastle and McCormick of the Satanic world. Yeah. <laughs> okay, okay. I mean, I may I may get round to watching it, but uh, it was funny. I watched um, that because, I, as I said, I'm catching up on 2016 movies, um, and I have a soft spot for really stupid uh, disaster films I, and, and alien invasion movies. I watched the Independence Day sequel. Oh, and oh god! No, right, it's all fifty percent of it's I awful. I liked it. No, no I I, I'm it. with you, Jamie. 50% of it's awful, but 50% of it I quite enjoyed. But what, what, what it made me realize more than any other movie has made me realize is that I do not give two hairy, heavy shits about the problems of young, pretty people. In that movie, the young, pretty people should have died on the fucking alien spaceship when they were like, um, uh, tricked in the alien spaceship bit spoilers for people haven't seen it and the rest of the film should have been goldblum and and uh, uh beardy um oh his name's going out of my brain right now oh, but you know who i mean pullman and fucking uh uh your guy from taxi fighting aliens in like an old rusted jalopy spaceship that, that with <laughs> with data from star trek that would have been like my hap like if it was grumpy old alien punches I would have been all about that. I have no time for the problems of young, pretty people. So when I saw the Exorcist trailer, I was like, young, pretty Exorcist? Nah. But if you're telling me it's good, X, I'll check it out. I Yeah, I really enjoyed it I a lot, actually. I'm really excited that it got season two. I don't have anything else to complain about. I guess, shit, I'm easy. This is not oh. a beef. This is not a beef, but uh, is any on the subject of TV shows, who is watching Ash vs. Evil Dead and who is loving it as much as I am? I have me. finished it and I do me. enjoy it as well. Me, me, me. Awesome, dude. Awesome show. 
Good. And next year, I'm getting. Majors I, was the bomb. I oh, Majors was amazing. Oh my god, that made me so happy. It was so funny when halfway through Bruce Campbell was like, we really made a mistake killing off Lee Majors. We shouldn't have done that. Um, and therefore, I hope they kind of figure out a way to bring him back and not just as a ghost. Spoilers again. But um, uh, the uh, this year I managed to get, uh, sorry, this year I managed to get Ted Raimi, Dana DiLorenzo and Ray Santiago on my show. Nice. Next year I'm going for Bruce and uh, Lucy. They have to come on my show. Uh, so I'm fighting for that next year. I will be. I sent stars twenty five emails this year until they gave me one interview, and then I sent them fifty to get the second interview, and then I sent them seventy five emails to get the next. I will send them a hundred and fifty emails to get an interview with Bruce Campbell. Um, but anyway, that's Dude, just Bruce Campbell was so good on uh, season two of Fargo too. Remember he was on that shit. Yeah, he played Reagan. Yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah. He he's the man, dude. He's got. I don't know. I love that dude more and more as as the years go by. I absolutely love it. I, I there's an article on my site, but the um I have a weird trajectory with him because I was a huge, 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 huge fan for years, mm-hmm. uh, and then slowly as he did more and more of the Wizard World conventions, and then they did the remake. My love for him kind of crashed a bit, but uh-huh. then when Ash vs. Evil Dead came back on, it kind of grew and grew and grew again. So I have a weird like dip in the middle there, but I'm back. I'm back. I'm my, back. Camp- <laughs> my Campbell fandom is back. Groovy nice. baby. And, uh, oh, yeah. two, 2017 is going to bring me my very own ashy, slashy puppet, so I'm, I'm kind of happy about that as well. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I'm going to get an ashy, slashy puppet, and I'm not telling you what I'm going to do with it. <laughs> oh, I can guess. My, my beep of the week is people who, who bitch about Phantasm Ravager like it was a terrible movie. Like, you know, what the fuck were they thinking about this day or the other? And I'm just like, you know what? Just be quiet. I'm going to go watch every time for every five people I hear bitch about the film. I go watch it again. And I did watch Phantasm Ravager again this week. And it was, it was glorious, you know, and I know, I know I've heard Jamie's feelings about it. I've heard other folks feelings about it, but, and I, I, I think that if they parlayed that into a television series, I would, I would, I would be totally happy about that. Even without Angus, although it'd be kind of feel not empty without him, but the way the film ended, I'd be for that. Let's put it that way. See, and, uh, my my yeah, biggest the- problem was that I thought all the people bitching before it came out, like they were they they had waited twenty years for a new one, and then they had to wait one more year, and everyone bitching about having to wait one more year for this to come out drove me nuts. That I left like most of the phantasm groups I was in on Facebook. So I'm just like, really, guys, you finally find out you're actually going to get a movie, and what you're going to do is bitch and moan about it because it's taking a few more months to get it right like fuck off and then when it came out the first like within the first minute of it being online people were like ah it's a piece of shit i didn't like it and then one half of people were saying it was a piece of shit and the other half of people was like where's number six and i'm like really really can we just like we got a phantasm five can we just like relish in that for five minutes possibly take a deep breath and enjoy it i don't just me, guys. Just me. That's okay. Oh, my second thing, and this this is this goes with, of course, one of those other glorious deaths of 2016, is uh, celebrities, rich celebrities who bitch about their problems. I'm talking to you, Kardashians. Uh, all this week, all I've seen was stories about how Kim's breaking up with Kanye because he's gone crazy, and how Lamar Odom's going to rehab again, and blah blah blah. 
I don't care about rich folks with problems. You know, it, it, we we lost Jaja Gabor this week, and she 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 wasn't a star per se, but she was notorious because she had so many husbands, and she was out there, and she was all blinged out. But you know what? She didn't get famous by blowing some guy, some some minor actor on the internet either. She did it with class. So Jaja, at ninety nine, you died. I salute you, okay, babe. And fuck them Kardashians, okay? <laughs> Couldn't agree more. I love it when people get I really what I love is when people get really, really angry about stuff that I just assumed. Do you know what I mean? Like stuff right. that I just took right. for granted. Like when people get really crazy about Trump's picks for the cabinet, and I'm like, really? Trump's gonna be president. Like you thought he was gonna pick normal people or good people or average people? Of course he's gonna go batch it and pick crazy people. We have to endure another three months of your outrage about this stuff. Like it's crazy. Or the same thing with the Kardashians. It's like I hate I've hated the Kardashians since I found like first heard the word. I only had to hear the word. I didn't even know who she was or what she'd done. I heard the word and I was like, ugh. And just done with it. Like Really? They did some crazy shit and people are now going out. Just shut up. You know, it's crazy. Anyway. Did you see the uh, Saturday Night Live when they brought Brian, Brian Cranston back and they were like, Donald Trump has now um, appointed Walter White as the head of the DEA. <laughs> oh, no, I didn't see that. No, I have to. I, we're, we're behind on SNL a couple of episodes, but Kim and I are big fans. Oh, right on, dude. Yeah, yeah, no, it's, it, it's fucking great. Yeah, I can't even talk about Trump, though. I start getting migraines. Yeah, no, no, I didn't. I only brought him up because to, oh, to make the point about totally. people getting outraged about stuff that is just fucking obvious. You know what I mean? Like, what do you mean it's cold in winter? You know, like I, whatever. I, it's. I got a question for you guys though. When, so I see the same shit that you guys are talking about on social media and shit like that too. But I got an honest question. So when you see that shit, does it genuinely, honestly, like piss you off, or or is it just more of like a confusion thing and you just kind of shake your head and move on? Like, and it comes from a place of like misunderstanding like i don't it's, get I, i've I had to hide oh, i've had to no no go ahead gary go ahead i treat it like folks who try to tell me about the latest video games my xbox broke i started podcasting i haven't bought an xbox since <laughs> so i kindly tell people who are video game crazy that yeah. i don't care about video games but yeah. when they choose to tell me about them anyway i gotta tell them to go fuck themselves same thing with the kardashians <laughs> i get it all by ear from the radio if you're watching television for five seconds they have the entertainment section or whatever i work at a place where we deliver we distribute newspapers and they choose to distribute us weekly in the star magazine mm-hmm. so i see this shit every friday on the, on the front cover this one's fucking this one and this one is appalled you know like okay <laughs> Yeah, how, how many how many babies has Jennifer Aniston had? Zero. How many times have those magazines reported that she's pregnant? Right. Every week. Like, how are they? What What I would question is the mind of someone who reads something that, like, fact. Like, I understand being conned once, looking at it and going like, "Oh, right. man, that's interesting. Maybe she's having a baby." And then when nine months go by and she doesn't have a baby, you go, "Oh, they were lying to me," and put it down and walk away. Like, I don't. I don't get the people who keep doing like keep going back to that well of just gossip and and snooping and hatred and whatever. I just can't deal with it. Uh, if I see it crop up uh, since since before the election, during the election, after the election, if I see anything like that crop up at this point, to stop myself going yep. insane 
Um, cause there's that great movie quote and I can't remember where it's from, but he goes, watch yourself, Jack. You might just go out there all the way out there and not come back. Cause I feel like that's me. I might go all the way out there and not come back. Um, <laughs> and, uh, so I just hide it. If I see a post doesn't even, I don't even read the headline anymore, or the yeah. clickbait or any of it or the fake news or the positive news or the real news. And they, fuck it. I hide it all unless it's about movies or my friends or you know family stuff or whatever it is if it's about politics or if it's about religion or if it's about uh, celebrities or only celebrities because like you say they throw fuck someone in night vision like i just hide it hide it hide it not interested one of my favorite things in those papers is oh, this one's gonna be dead in nine months they took this picture of them probably when they first wake up in the morning without putting makeup on and these look like death warmed over because they've probably been doctored to shit on Photoshop and stuff too. Those are my favorite parts of those of those papers of of the papers. See, I saw I sound like uh, Mike Myers' mother from *Soy Matter and Axe Murder*, calling the <laughs> weekly calling the Weekly World News the paper. But it was so like, Gary. I don't know if you saw that thing that went round. This was another thing. It was like brave photographer takes pictures of celebrities without makeup on and. 50% of the celebrities who was taking pictures without makeup on were stunningly naturally beautiful anyway. Right. And the other 50% had all had massive plastic surgery. To which I'm like, that doesn't, none of that counts. <laughs> like, if you really want, like, go take a picture of, like, uh, uh, I don't know, pick some, I don't know. Um, go take a picture of the person who runs your corner store without makeup. Go take that picture. Like put that out on the front cover. Make her beautiful. Like, or the lady, the lady down the block with the armpit hair and the hair lip. That, that's more interesting to anybody, you know. It's not difficult to make Julianne Moore look beautiful. You know what I mean? Like she's a stunning, beautiful woman. I don't care what age she is. Um, she's a beautiful woman with or without makeup. Uh, it's it's irrelevant. Uh, and then the other one was Nicole Kidman, and she hasn't looked like a human being in about fifteen years. She looks like some bug pupae plant creature. I don't know what. <laughs> <laughs> oh, with that, we, we got to talk about some fucking movies now. And this is going to hurt my feelings. Yeah, exactly. We're talking to the task at hand here, which is, uh, well, it's not a whole thing. So we'll probably do a fluid discussion of the two films and then go into what's going to happen with the next film. But Kevin Smith uh, decided, you know, based on a dare, you know, on, on one of his one of his smodcast programs to make a film about a man walrus called Tusk and make it into a trilogy called the True North Trilogy. And we're going to talk about that uh, right after this. Hi, I'm Steven Seagal. That's right, Steven Seagal. And for the past 40 years, in between barbecue and oxen and roasting boar for my insatiable appetite, I never miss an episode of Doctor Action and the Kick-Ass Kid commentaries. Ain't that right, Johnny? Hi, I'm Dr. Action. Hi, and I'm the Kick-Ass Kid. When I'm not watching action films, I'm usually polishing my gun while looking at a bat. And when I'm not watching action films, I'm normally outside with a harpoon killing puppies. But usually, you can find us both watching 80s, 90s action films. You could follow us on Twitter, Dr. Action Kick-Ass. You can find us on our main page, which is dractionkickass.blogspot.com. You can also find us on iTunes and TalkShoe. Yes, every week we do a commentary on an 80s and 90s action classic, and where we can, we also provide the film so that you can watch along with it. This podcast explodes. Hey, where's that baby mama at? I gotta tell you somebody. Like I said before, this whole thing, we're discussing 
Kevin Smith's True North trilogy so far. Uh, first up is uh, Tusk, which is a film that came back kind of a couple years back. I'm not sure of the year. We're not even going to go into that. But basically, the story is about huh, a podcaster, fancy that, goes there for an interview with a guy who's a uh, who had a tale about you know living with a walrus on an island. He wanted to go talk to him about it and stuff like that, and he gets quickly abducted by this man and is transformed into the title character known as Tusk, who's half man, mostly walrus. So I'm going to stick it to, to, well, I'm going to stick it to you, Jamie. Oh, shit, son. <laughs> yeah. oh, shit, I knew son. that was coming. <laughs> Let's all pile on Jamie. No. <laughs> Yay. I would much yeah. rather do that than talk about these movies. <laughs> oh. Until <laughs> we get the all right, all right. Okay, I will tell you this. Tusk, I prefer over yoga hosers. But um, I'm kind of, I'm kind of, I'm in a weird place with this movie because uh, on some levels, I I just, it had just leaves a weird taste in my mouth. But then, um, much like John, uh, but then on oh. another... <laughs> Nice. But it was then the mouth on... that I left a weird taste in. <laughs> but then on another, on other levels, there are aspects of it that really do make my skin crawl. That really kind of get like that moment when we see the failed experiment. Yeah. You know, um, that that um, that is sort of kind of drives home. Oh, that's what's happening here. I, I mean, I mean, you know what's happening before that point, but it's it just sort of makes it sink in and. That to me is a very effective moment, and that's, that's, his um, first, that's his first Jaws homage in this trilogy. By the way, if you can't tell, that's that's Ben Gardner's. Oh yeah, moment. very there. good. Yeah, um, that works for me. That moment works for me. But um, there, uh, it's so weird. Like it's just it's it's. I will say, watching it a second time, I I guess because I knew what to expect, it it was a little bit. It was easier to swallow. Um, much like Dan, it was, yeah. <laughs> now, um, Jake, do you think though it was it's, <laughs> nice, by the way, I like that. Um, do you think it was hard to swallow, so to speak? Um, because it was from Kevin Smith. Uh, that's a good question. I, and so maybe I wasn't expecting that sort of right. thing because it was from Kevin Smith, maybe, but, um, I, I don't, I definitely don't think that helped. But to me, the biggest sticking point was Johnny Depp. Oh. I was so annoyed by yeah. Johnny Depp and his character um, in this and in Yoga Hosers. Like, I just, yeah. I, I just, I can't stand that character. It, oh my God. And when I saw Tusk, it took me a while to realize, and not a long while, but a couple minutes to realize that's who that was. And I was just oh, like, really? Uh, I knew he was in it, but then when we first met the character, like I was looking at him and then I was, it took me just, you know, like just a couple minutes of him talking. And then I'm like, oh, fuck, that's Johnny, right. that's Johnny Depp. And it just, it annoyed me um, mm-hmm. that. And I was a little annoyed with Little Face, um, who showed up again and Yoga Hosers and, and uh, well, Little Face is, uh, is, what the fuck is, I don't, I don't, I don't know his real name. I always call him Little Face. Uh, Are you talking about Justin Haley, Long or Haley no, Joel Osment? Haley Joel Osment. Yeah. He's like his face is way too little for his face. Oh, that dude. I mean, like his features, his features are all tiny and squeezed into the middle of his face. 
Fat as fuck, though. His head grew. His head grew. The last time you saw him, he was eight. What the fuck did you think was going to happen? Yeah, he sees pastries. (laughs) I think normally people's features grow with the rest of Normally people's features grow with the rest of their faces. His (laughs) seem to be stunted. You know, typically when you see a person and they're eight and then you see them again and they're 28, uh, for instance. Jamie, you didn't realize he was in a cover band of the small faces? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> anyway, I just just because he looks character. like a Dick Tracy villain doesn't mean he's a bad <laughs> oh, person. You nailed it. Um, I do yeah, like yeah. Justin Long as a rule. I like Justin Long. I was kind of annoyed with his character. Part of it was, I guess, because he was portraying a podcaster, it's, and it's I was like, it's uh, Justin, if it's Long. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! Never thought of that. Good luck. Yeah. Um. Anyway, whatever. I was all over the place with this movie. It, there, there are a couple moments, like I said, that I think really work in the end. And, and then we have the end where I, I just sort of end left scratching my head going, that, that's what happens to him? This is, does anyone think that's realistic? I mean, would that really happen? I mean, none of this would really happen. But, I mean, if you right. were to come across a guy who had been transformed into a walrus, um, but not really. I mean, really, he's just a man who made, he's made to look like a walrus, but, um, then this is what's going to, that, no, I don't, I cannot wrap mine. No, that yeah. just doesn't work for me. They magnetoed so, him. They magnetoed him. Meaning what? Uh, meaning they put a guy who can control metal into a plastic prison. Oh. <laughs> okay. He's right. just a man with a walrus's courage, but yeah, they had to, they had to magneto him. Just uh, a hey. man with a walrus's <laughs> courage. No, he's nothing but a man. He can, sorry, <clears throat> I'm a Flash Gordon fan, so sue me. <laughs> uh, anyway, I, <laughs> um, I, I, I don't, I don't know. I mean, like I said, there are a couple things that work for me. Most of it just kind of makes me go, uh, um, and there's that, you know, but to, uh, you know, this is, <sighs> I'm looking forward to the third one. I really am looking forward to the third one. Moose to us. <laughs> yeah. I think it sounds interesting, you know, I'll move on. I'll move on to Dan then. Dan, what'd you think of Tusker? <laughs> well, like, <laughs> to, uh, to go off what Jamie said. So, Here's my thing. I, I gotta provide somewhat of a somewhat of of a basis here and some context. But I'm a huge fucking Kevin Smith fan. Um, Clerks Two is one of my favorite movies um, of his. Um, Red State, I, I, I appreciated. I didn't love. Um, I like certain aspects. It's a departure. But anyways, um, so when I saw Tusk, I I, I loved it. But knowing like because I listened to all his podcasts and all that. So I heard the story of when they were shooting the shit about it and stuff like that. And this goes, I'm just going to jump ahead real quick to the ending and how, you know, how you felt Jamie, where it's like, what the fuck that would never happen. Kevin Smith loves that shit. That's what he was going for. He smiles and he nods his head like really quick. Like, yeah, yeah, that's what we were going for. We wanted like a, what the fuck kind of ending is this? And the point being he don't give a fuck, dude. Kevin Smith's never been a stoner in his life until I think he hit like 30, 32 or something like that. So now he's a big fucking pothead and he just doesn't give a fuck anymore. He's making whatever stupid movies he wants to, provoking whatever. Well, that's obvious. 
does. And, yeah. and actually, Brian even said this morning, this is what happens when you spend every waking moment stoned out of your gourd. And uh, and it's clear. But And I think that's fine. I think you can make whatever the fuck you want to make. I mean, have at it, you know, right. but um, don't expect me to like it necessarily, you know. I can um, I can tell you this right now. The only reason I watched Yoga Hosers was for this show right here. Right. Brian wouldn't even watch it with me. He made me get up and watch it on my own time. He's like, you can watch that shit on your own time. I'm not watching it. And we're both yeah. huge Kevin Smith fans. Like, right. like, we actually have an evening with Kevin Smith on yep. Blu-ray, and we well, watch it. You know, yep. I mean, he's he's funny as shit. Um, well, his older, I even love Red State. In a lot of ways. I think. Um, oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, he plays off people so well. Totally. But um, I even love Red State. I'm like one of the few people who yep. like am, who am crazy about that movie. But um, I, I just I don't know. I mean, like you do what you want to do with your pot fuel fantasies. But then right. and there and I respect that. But um, then don't look at me sideways when I tell you I don't like it because this you did it. You know. But he doesn't know, <laughs> and that's the whole. Point. I know he doesn't. I'm. Yeah. I mean, other people. You know, don't give me shit for not liking it, because. Um... Oh no, <laughs> I would never. <laughs> I know you. You, you know me. I would. <laughs> but uh, I, I might. I might. Well, I, 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 I give you a little shit. I might well. just a little. <laughs> I, I I could take a little shit from you. That's okay. <laughs> well, and let's not forget you too about with that British accent. What am I gonna do? <laughs> right. Um. But uh, the the what's the dude's name? I, I can't believe I'm blanking on his name. The dude in Tusk. I mean, fuck. Michael Parks. Dude, Michael Parks is uh, not only one of the best actors out there, but dude, I loved him in this role. Like he plays such a such a psychopath, man. And 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 I and I love every second of it. Now, I wasn't expecting any big twists or anything, but just the progression of it. And I'll be honest with you, though, I'm I'm right there with Jamie, where I saw Johnny Depp, and and I just that fucking ended it for. I was like, this is bullshit. I love. I really do like Tusk a lot. It's got its problems for sure, but I think it's weird. It leaves me with a weird feeling at the end. And like I said, I think that's what Kevin Smith wanted at the end of the day. And there you go. You achieved it. But the Johnny Depp thing, it, it almost pisses me off because here's, here's the thing. Michael Parks, right? One of the best fucking actors out no, there really. in the business, yeah. dude. And then you got Johnny Depp where he's debatably – I mean I know there's two two ways of looking at Johnny Depp, especially in the past like 20 years. But maybe uh, aside from like the Whitey Bulger role, like some consider him like definitely still one of the top tier actors. But then again, you know, he's fucking running around in makeup and, and all this shit. So a lot of people devalue his, his acting ability at this point in the game. But I still look at him like he's one of the best. So when that scene comes up in Tusk where it's Michael Parks and Johnny Depp and they're going toe-to-toe and then you go, ooh, ooh, and he's acting like a fucking Riri, I'm like, what is going <laughs> This is the most bizarre scene ever. I'm like, I can't believe what I'm watching. Two of the best actors, and they're playing fucking straight fools. And and that really got to me, man. So that takes it down a notch for me. I really do enjoy the movie. I think it's weird as fuck. I think Genesis Rodriguez is a 
she's good in it, man. That one scene where she's just looking at the camera and she starts tearing up and shit like that. Like that's a pretty powerful scene. And in that scene, you, you learn a lot, like, you know, she's cheating on Justin Long and that brings a new dimension to the whole thing and, and all that kind of stuff. There are, there are really standout moments in the movie, but then you get all the other bullshit. And then, like you said, the ending, it's just like, Oh, Oh, okay. I, I guess. Yeah. I mean, whatever, but, at the end of the day, I I do enjoy it, but um, like like Jamie said too, I mean, holy fuck! Compared to yoga hosers, this is the Godfather too. So the yeah. ending of this I'm movie glad really you brought was up Michael Parks though. What's that? I, just... I said I'm glad you brought up Michael Parks because I forgot about I forgot to mention him, and I lo- absolutely love that man. Um, yeah, he's brilliant. But I'm sorry, go ahead, X. Oh, I was just gonna say the ending of this movie really is so long, and thanks for all the fish. <laughs> oh my god I'll, I'll, I'll kick it to John John what are your thoughts sir well I'm going to try and condense all my thoughts into as quick as possible which I know is difficult for me but essentially this is it like Kevin Smith the guy especially since he started smoking pot and doing 500 podcasts I know I want to talk I don't although I don't smoke pot um, me either it sort of became a little irritating to me. I, like, I used to listen to Smartcast. I used to listen to Hollywood Babylon, and then I kind of gave up. Um, but I did hear the one where they found the, the walrus ad, which was written by uh, someone who lives in my mom's hometown in Brighton, actually. Brighton, oh, England. Nice. was the original ad. Um, the, the joke ad, actually, that, that that was sort of faked by this guy who did that. Yes. Um, and I found he's that in the to movie, be a, too, you know, the guy. He is, yeah. He's in the movie, and they did a really good podcast with him and his wife uh, or girlfriend. Um uh, oh which was great. A good episode as well. And I, but, but the, so I don't really like him anymore as a guy. I used to watch the evening with Kevin Smith and thought it was great, but I just think he's become a bit, uh, too much. However, mm-hmm. however, 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 I think the fact that he has figured out a way, because basically what he does is he sells the European rights to these movies or the Asian rights, to these movies, and that puts the movie in the black before they even shoot a frame, like just selling the overseas rights for a three to $4 million movie. Cause these are only made for like three to $4 million. And he's already made the money back for the studio. So as long as he does that each time out, he can make whatever he wants. And to be honest, that's, Like, that's fantastic. And I'm glad that someone out there is doing that. Arguably, Robert Rodriguez with his own studio down in Texas is kind of doing the same thing. And a lot like Robert Rodriguez, it's mixed results, right? But at least it's pure. And the other thing that I feel from it as well is that Kevin Smith is making the movies that uh, 20 years from now, 25 years from now, I hope people find and love in the same way that we like killer clowns from outer space right. or those kind of like straight to VHS. Uh-huh, weird, but I don't like kind of killer clowns from space. Okay. Well that's, that's you, Jamie. You're <laughs> wrong about many, many things. Well, it, um, that, no, is, no. that is true. That is, that no, is true. No, I'm saying, but there's, there's, there's plenty of movies out there from the eighties that are idolized now that are talked about now that are dissected now on multiple podcast podcasts, grindhouse movies and B movies and straight to video movies that at the time I'm sure people watched and were like, what is this shit? This is crazy. Oh. Secondly, um, to tackle the Johnny Depp thing. So, so on one hand, I love it for that sensibility. Cause to me, this is a weird straight to VHS. What the fuck eighties movie. And he's just gone and made it in his own way. Um, the, the, the second thing is the Johnny Depp thing. 
um, while it can totally take someone out of the, the movie and I completely understand like it's a bit odd, like what the fuck's he doing and why is he doing that and all the rest of it. I grew up on Peter Sellers movies and while Peter Sellers was incredible yes. in uh, Doctor Strange Love and Pink Panther and mm. Lolita and a whole bunch of other movies and he was legitimately an incredible actor and a great chameleon. He also did 500 films that people have never seen mm. that were the um, Norbits and the um, what's that other Eddie Murphy the, the Meet the Flumps or whatever it's called uh, <laughs> the, the, the Nutty Professor <laughs> Sue or whatever the fuck he made pl plenty of those movies where Peter Sellers plays 75 roles and is only really successful in one or two of them right yeah. And they all involve like mad mustaches and weird noses and funny voices and all the rest of it because he comes from radio comedy. So when Johnny Depp goes ahead and plays Guy Lapointe in that way, I'm okay with it. Like to me, I, I, to me, I kind of love that that exists. Here's this guy who went off and made billions of dollars with Disney, buys his own island, you know, dumps his wife and goes off with this much younger, horrible, hideous actress who. It's just awful. But anyway, he goes off and does this whole thing and lives this big Hollywood lifestyle, but but can still show up in a rubber nose and a bad mustache and kind of do a silly accent. And I kind of, there's a part of me that sort of loves that in a weird way and, and, and embraces the Peter Sellers-ness of it. Um, I was also, weirdly enough, a big fan of Mordecai, which everyone else fucking hated, but I kind of loved because he's doing a Terry Thomas, Peter Sellers film from the 60s, and unless you've seen 50 of those, like I have, it it doesn't mean anything. You're just like, why is Johnny Depp doing what, what he's doing? And so I can kind of come at Tusk with lots of different references all thrown in and, and enjoy it for that. Um, my biggest problem with it um, is actually the um, Justin Long character. I abs I hate the podcast they do, um, yeah. and I hate who he is. He's an awful, awful person. He's not even a particularly well-written character. I think he's meant to be um, sort of like the uh, Randall character uh, in Clerks, but he's not at all. Like, there's no charm to him there's no softer side to him there's no um love to him you don't really understand uh why any why he has any friends or or gets any women at all and it's sort of his character really bothers me and i think that uh it would be a more effective movie if he had a a, a soul to him so that when he is um cut up and stitched together and, and mutilated and physically harmed and so on, it would be more effective. As it is, him waking up without his legs or whatever, is still like a fucking... I, I was still able, watching that movie, to put myself in that moment and go, oh my God, that is like a, suddenly a nightmare I have. Like I suddenly have this nightmare that one day I'm drugged and I have my legs removed, you know? Because that's, you know, anything like that where you can't come back from it. You, know, you can't, yeah. there's, no, there's no way to kind of recover from that. It's not, you know, while it's tragic in a lot of exploitation movies, people get beaten half to death or they get raped or they get possessed or they get whatever, like stuff happens to them. But ultimately, like by the end of the movie, as long as you've said the magic words or you've gone through the counseling or you've done whatever, or you've killed the bad guy, then, then you've, you've kind of got that catharsis. There's no catharsis with this. He's just going to be mutilated and made into a walrus. And I think that would be more effective if you gave two shits about Justin Long. Um, Mm. I agree. How, 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 and the only other problem I have with the film is the way he shoots the walrus. 
with the meaning with the camera. Um, it is too bright. And as great as the prosthetics are um, by, uh, and I'm going to forget his name now. Oh, it's not uh, Kurtzman. Kurtzman. It's Kurtzman, the, the K from K and B. Um, as great as the effects are, uh, with all those practical effects, what we learned in the 80s with great people like Stuart Gordon and um, Wes Craven and uh, uh, Sam Raimi and people making those movies is you have to have good lighting. You have to have good shading, good lighting. If you watch The Thing again, all that stuff is taking place in shadow and shafts of light and so on and so forth. And it, it, it you have to sell um, – that prosthetic. I remember when uh, on the commentary to Bubba Hotep and Bruce Campbell talking about lighting the makeup on his face and how you had to do it like an old movie starlet so that the 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 makeup was not obvious. It, it looked more naturalistic. And I, I think that Kevin Smith could have learned um, or his cinematographer could have taken a few uh, tries at kind of lighting that a bit better. I would have also like glooped up the suit so that it was like it, it looked like it was dripping and wet and gooey and I would have just made it it looked too much like a big kind of rubber sack and it it, it wasn't as effective considering I felt the horror of him being sawn up and and stitched into the suit was fairly well done and fairly effective and fairly horrific considering the the way it was done so I, I thought the end reveal was a little wonky um mm. apart from that though i'm kind of glad kevin smith is out there making these fucking gonzo movies and they're not for everybody and um they're not meant to be for everybody and and they're not even meant to be for horror fans though or, or for you know people who would normally like this stuff they're just meant to be for whoever watches them and likes them and that's right. it anyway sorry and I'm glad he's doing it too. I'm absolutely happy that he's doing this. And but and like I said, I wouldn't have watched the other film if it hadn't been for being made to. So uh, and I full so I fully understand that he's not making these movies for me. I mean, uh, spo and, spoiler, I, I don't apologize either. Okay, uh, you apologize. never do. You never fucking do. Um, <laughs> 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 but um, as for, you know, what as far as lighting goes, I agree with that too. Uh, actually, pretty much, I agree with everything you said there. But um, I think everyone, every filmmaker, should be required to watch a shit ton of Bava films uh, before they do any. If they, if their film requires any kind of reveal or any kind of of, uh, I don't know, decent uh, lighting or camera work because, to me, there is no better. Uh, I think that he, he was a fucking master. And, so you, and, that, and that works with black and white or color because he blew them both out of the water. So. Yeah, definitely. But if you look, for example, the way Don Coscarelli shoots the meat monster that Kurtzman also designed for John Dies at the end and the way Kevin Smith shot the walrus for Tusk and it's worlds apart. Like the meat monster mm -hmm. is effective and mm -hmm. weird and creepy and odd and kind of cool and whatever. And like a fun horror monster for the few seconds that it's on screen. Uh, whereas, uh, you know, Tusk is, it's not, it's not laughable because I think it's built up enough. It's just not as effective as it could be. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of my problem. But I, I do think like, it's definitely a movie that that you have to kind of dial your brain into. It's not one that you can just watch. You can't go, oh, what what is I like clerk. So what has Kevin Smith done now? You know, like it doesn't work on that level. 
Um, right. And I would stay. I would still say that Red State, of all his later films, Red State is still the most effective um, in terms of what he wanted to do. Um, but also, I would watch even after Yoga Hoses. I would watch any Kevin Smith film and give it way, way more uh, leeway uh, and time of day than I would Tarantino. Uh, which I know is like, but but like my problem with it is, is Tarantino is the guy who watched Grindhouse movies and then made a Grindhouse movie and made a shit Grindhouse movie and and proved that not watch it, watching a ton of Grindhouse does not a Grindhouse movie make. Um, and uh, whereas Kevin Smith was a guy who just thought up a, a crazy idea based on something he read in the paper and he went out and made the movie and effectively made a more Grindhousey gonzo weird b-movie than tarantino or to be fair rodriguez has managed to make um whether you like it or not it that that i i still stand by that i got a question to to go off of what you just said now in those two instances like all right so kevin smith right off the bat he'll tell you that he's not the best director like you go back to an evening with kevin smith and there's, there's right. a bunch of different ones where he'll tell you he's like i'm not exactly a director's director but more like the clown prince of directing like he knows and he doesn't even know his lenses you know like yeah he, well, he'll tell you his cameraman does all like, of that for him he's like he you know shows him. he's like hey and he just puts up the thing like yeah that that lens okay so he knows that and he and he knows that all these movies aren't for him same with tarantino with that grindhouse movie that's tarantino's least favorite movie because he thinks that you know when, when, what they tried to do it didn't come out the, the way it is now my question is does that does that give them not a pass but does that give them a little leeway of because they acknowledge those things or does it just not matter yeah, I don't really take either of those two two things into account with those two particular mm-hmm. particular films. I just more meant the subject matter and the execution right. of it. There is right. something more pure in what Kevin Smith did right. in terms of making a grindhouse Gonzo movie than what Tarantino uh, does or did. Um, oh, saying okay, okay. Yeah. I just mean that it's more it's more from a place of hey, this is a crazy idea, and how about we do that, and, and not being afraid to do something rather right. than saying hey, I've watched five hundred Grindhouse movies. How about I ape one of those and try and like it's just a different place. I'm more about where the initial um, <laughs> ideas come from and what the authenticity of that is. Uh, mm-hmm. and, and, and that's more what I'm, I'm talking about. It's it, it, yeah. like the end result is the end result and people can like and hate what they like and hate. I don't know what I mean, but like, um, in, in terms of people out there making weird fucking movies, right. I, I would take Tusk above, uh, anyone who has gone, Hey, how about we put some, uh, grain and scratches on a film? Right. Cause he did that in the seventies. Or, uh, how about we make a movie with, uh, topless bikers and nuns mm-hmm. with shotguns. And because what they're doing is they've gone, Oh, I've seen a movie with nuns and shotguns and a topless biker. So how about I do that again? Whereas what Kevin Smith did was like, Oh, this is a yeah. fucked up idea. Where did this right. come from? And what is this? Let's do that. It's different. Yeah, and I can I can cite a pretty good soundbite. Anybody listen to Joe Rogan's podcast at all? Not me. No. 
Okay. I have like on occasion, no. not regularly, but I right. do on occasion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kevin Smith was on there one time, and I'll tell a very abbreviated version of the story. But he tells a story about how his family came down, and they went out to a show, and and you know he had his parents in town, the whole family was together, and you know he um, he put his he 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 sent his dad you know off the hotel, gave him a kiss, whatever, whatever, talking about his dad, how much of a great dude he was, played everything straight, was just a good dude, a good family guy, went to work every day for the post office just a great dude he even said he's like never touched any kids no nothing just a straight shooter right and he was talking to his brother because his brother called him from the hospital saying you got to get down here so he gets down there and his dad was dead and he says so what happened and he goes dad died screaming and he goes well what do you mean is that a figure of speech he goes no he literally died screaming and kevin smith says that really fucked with me because in a world where you play it straight and you do everything you're supposed to do and you're a good person you're gonna die screaming so there's no point in living life without chasing every whimsy possible he's like that's what i've been doing the past couple of years smoking weed and chasing whimsies doing every stupid thing everything i want to do doing podcasts doing all these stupid movies because you know what there, there is no there is no looking back you only get one shot so that's kind of the, the the context i think where he's coming from do you know what i mean so so I, and I, I've, I've heard that. I've, I've heard that story. So yeah, well, I agree. With yeah. You. So okay. Yeah. So from my point of view, and and back, going back to the whole, you know, the the whole Tusk thing and all that kind of thing, it's I I I think I like Kevin Smith more than I like his movies, uh, especially like lately. Um, and, and I just appreciate where these people are coming from, and with that appreciation, come um, comes with a, a certain um, level of respect. Do you know what I mean? So, like, even if you don't love it, you can respect the shit out of it. And same with Yoga Hosers. I respect the shit out of that movie. I, I think it's fucking garbage, but, like, I respect it. You know what I mean? So I got no problem with people doing doing what they want to do. And like Jamie said, you know, he may have not made it for me, and, 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 and that's fine. But that doesn't necessarily make it better for us viewers and us listeners and, and all that kind of stuff. You know what I mean? It doesn't make it easier for us to digest these shitty movies. But but you do you do see where they're yeah. coming from, you know. <laughs> All right, X, my man, Tusk. What do you think, sir? You know, there are things that make it difficult me difficult for me to respect this film, and and John hit on a couple of them. Um, but the main thing, the the main reason Tusk doesn't work for me is because Justin Long is a fucking asshole in this movie. Um, Agreed. Yeah. I mean. Well, honestly, how often do you get to say, wow, Justin Long makes a convincing walrus, and that's fun for about, you know, five seconds, but I feel no sympathy for that guy. Now, maybe he doesn't deserve to be turned into a human-walrus hybrid. Maybe he does, but he's a shit heel. So because of that, (laughs) that's... That sucks the entire center out of the film, and it makes it about nothing but showing us strange visual images. But the setup for it... Oh my god, you just described every Rob Zombie movie ever. (laughs) Shitty, Shitty fucking... Shitty asshole characters that you don't give a shit about, and then uh, just weird imagery happening to them, but you can't really give a shit about it because you don't give a shit about the characters. I gingerly remove the Lords of Salem from your description because I, I love and that film. I, 
I do as well because I also love that film. But um, okay, except we'll he cut out Barbara Crampton, so fuck that as well. Yeah, fuck that too. Uh, we'll just say thirty-one then. Yeah, let's uh, yeah, let's say thirty-one. <laughs> and, and aside, this is Lords of Salem related. When X and I met for the first time at the Knoxville Bus Depot, he knows I hate Lords of Salem, but we had a genuine Blues Brothers moment when he came to pick me up <laughs> wearing a Lords of Salem t-shirt, okay? <laughs> it's true. <laughs> and I sold the so car. Like <laughs> Traded the car for a bike. It was terrible. Um, fuck, where was I? Oh, just as long as the shit hill. Okay. Um but yeah, I, 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 but here's the thing, because for a horror movie to work, and I don't horror movie, dark comedy, whatever, it needs to be grounded in reality somewhere for it to be effective on a human emotional level. This is not. It's so not grounded in reality that it can't be scary. There's nothing about it that really elicits fear to me. I mean, I know we, we talked about, oh, wouldn't it be terrible to wake up with, with your legs gone? You know, a tiger in Africa? Yeah, I mean, I understand that. But <laughs> the seal, or the seal, the walrus just looked like, you know, a blubber face from the Texas walrus massacre or whatever. So... <laughs> <laughs> so it's not scary and it's not funny unless you just really have it in for Justin Long and want to see terrible things happen to him in general. So in that respect, Tusk is a very I, di I didn't until this movie. <laughs> <laughs> so oh no, actually Die Hard Four. No, I did Die Hard Four. No, I did want to see terrible things happen to Justin Long. <laughs> so I, I guess my my main point is. Because it has no center, this this whole thing is kind of like – it's like watching a werewolf transformation out of context with the rest of the film. It's like Eddie Quist is handing you a bullet, but you don't know why, and that's it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, for me, uh, Tusk is a film that I, I heard about. I, I listened to the to the podcast as it happened. I'm talking about him and Scott Mosher having a general – having a let's tell a story time about how they envisioned this film and, and mostly mostly came up on screen and that, that, that that's fine. So if I had to make a recommendation before watching Tusk, I'd say listen to that smodcast that came on first. It's not necessary, but it helps. Um, you guys are right about Johnny Depp in this one, although I like them a lot better in Yoga Hoses because he's a lot of people. No, 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 fuck no. Uh, sorry. Um, I'm a John on this one. This was Depp channeling his inner Inspector Clouseau, and I fucking loved it. And in Yoga Hosers, they turned him into Peter Ustinov, and I have no idea why. <laughs> but, you know, yeah, but I also loved that as well. One of the big things I took from the, from from Tusk was is, is something that we were forced. I don't know if you're forced or you liked it. Or reminded me of that character in that book quite a bit about him being lost at sea and him having this kinship with you know whatever. In this case, this walrus who he was forced to eat out of out of, out of you know sheer you know desperation and him looking for this same kinship that he had all over again. And so in a way, you know. Michael Park's character was Hemingway this film, and I don't know if Kevin Smith is going for that, but that's what I took from this film because, yeah. Yeah, because doesn't he at one point yeah. say that he has like yeah. Hemingway's whiskey or something or Hemingway's drinking? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. yeah I, I took a lot, and I didn't even notice that, but I, I took a lot from this film, you know, in, in that way. 
uh, people who complain about computer effects need to just like shut their mouths. I agree about the lighting, but when somebody makes an attempt to make a creature that's that's practical, you know, don't put green blo- don't put green, you know, green screen blotches on their face. I know you love that Never on Elm Street remake, Jamie, but I'm gonna throw a jab at that film when they why could they just do the whole face? Hey, the CGI is not not the thing I love about that film. I um, realize that. <laughs> and I'm not, everything else. I'm not gonna make you defend it again, okay, Jamie? I'm just making <laughs> Yeah, because I've only had that conversation about 27 times. Cause, cause, cause bless, <laughs> you, bless you, because one person likes that film, you know. But you, like you guys said, Justin Long's character, although I did enjoy the porn stash, was pretty uh, a reprehensible person. But then again, so were his friends, because she was nobbing off with with, uh, with that, that shorty from The Sixth Sense, who looks, looks, like, looks like a shorty from The Sixth Sense. Yeah, but except that made slightly more human sense yeah. than because he he was off running around with every single person he came across mm-hmm. and telling uh, um, his friend all about it, Haley Joel Osment, all about it. And then, like, she was stuck in this loveless situation. Now, okay, legitimately, if she was 100% pure as the driven snow, she should have just left them both and gone, wait a minute, I'm this incredibly hot, incredibly gifted actress. I'm just going to go off and be in a better film. Uh, she didn't do that, though. She hung around. And if she hung around and took solace in his friend, that I kind of understood. Like, if anything, that's the heart in the movie. There isn't much heart in the movie, it's, but it's, it's, it's that that I sort of understand and sort of buy. Um, and uh, uh, Parks' love for the walrus that he had to eat, that's the other bit of heart in the movie. Apart from that, the movie lacks kind of... Heart and soul. Just hearing you say that makes me laugh. The love for the walrus he had to eat. It's like a fucking Douglas Sirk movie all of a sudden. I tell you, the love for the walrus I had to eat. You know, fuck that. I'm not eating my walrus. I know what you're doing with your walrus. Well, they have oh, for a reason, you know. But aren't, aren't bull walruses incredibly well endowed? Like, isn't that a, a true thing? Like, I think that's I true. I don't right? know. I've never looked. Yeah, he <laughs> picks up the bone. Remember on off the wall? Right. Like, oh, is- that's right. Yeah. That's right. Oh, yeah. And talking about the walrus's dick. Oh, I think that was a part of uh, the Smodcast. I'm talking about the walrus's dick. But, um... <laughs> yeah, Genesis Rodriguez. I can see that, and she she was genuinely, you know, that 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 caught up between two two blokes, if you will, in, the, in that sense that he was always on the road, probably banging other chicks. Although know. Genesis Genesis Rodriguez must have showed up to make this movie. And wait, wait a minute. I'm fuck? with Justin Long, and he's cheating on me, <laughs> right? And I take solace in small face. Pudge Boy sees Ice Trees. Are you kidding me? Isn't this another movie? She's out of your league. Right. <laughs> I would have made, it would have made more sense if she was knobbing Guy LaPointe. That would have made more sense <laughs> than her going off with Icy Pastries. Hey, hey, Gary. Now, Gary, you were talking about CGI now, and there's definitely not a lot, but there is one CGI shot in this movie that I have a huge problem with because it looks fucking horrible. It's the reason why he goes to Canada in the first place. The kid who slices his leg off. How ridiculous is that? Yeah, that's stupid. 
Didn't did that take you out of it? Because I saw that and I just cringed and I'm like, really? Is that is that what we're getting here? Compared to the just... Broadseas, that shit's Ray Harryhausen. True, but I, you know what? I I absolutely I loved the Broadseas. I, I really loved the Broadseas. <laughs> I do. Wonderful. That's it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. What the? I thought they were rather adorable. <laughs> I kind of love the Broadseas. Kevin Smith. Wonderful. Wonderful. <laughs> and then, and then we mine come. So I don't consider myself a Kevin Smith fanboy. I really love, like you, Dan. I really love Clerks too. I think that movie's got a lot oh. of heart, and yes. I just, I really love it. Um, and I think that's probably I the last probably thing the he last made. Thing I like. So do I need to be a Kevin Smith fanboy to really appreciate this? Because if that's the truth, I kind of don't want that. I kind of don't want to have to be a fan of a director to enjoy their work. Mm-hmm. I'm a fan of I'm a that. fan of him, and I don't enjoy it. So so there. Right. Okay. I, I, <laughs> I don't I, think it matters. I I I look at it like uh, th- there are a lot of movies, right? So since I started podcasting. Um, and meeting people like Mo and and Jamie and yourself X and other people like that and and listening to other podcasts and stuff. Um, The movies I used to like and the movies I used to watch have have expanded, like exponentially, just a huge amount. And I've been introduced to a whole bunch of uh, B-movies, Grindhouse movies, action movies, horror movies, whatever it is, from the last 50 years. And I already thought that I knew a lot. But then I've watched thousands more of movies that I never would have come across had I not stepped into the internet world of like movies and fan groups and stuff like that. And I love that about podcasting. And um, a lot of those ones that people love from back in the day that they talk about now, um, I watched sometimes and loved as well and other times i watched because i didn't have that experience of renting them on vhs back when i was nine and i watched them now just with fresh eyes in the last like decade or whatever and gone i see why people like it like there's 50 percent of a decent thing going on here but boy is there another saggy weak slow crappy 50 percent that really you know i can't even believe this is a cult film or whatever and i can't think of an example right off the top of my head but like there were quite a few that i've sat down that people rave about that i've gone really um and and i i just feel like tusk is that movie it's that movie that like if if you saw it at a time with a certain mindset uh, you could really love, but if you kind of took it to someone without any background and just showed it to them, then then there would be that like discrepancy and not that love and not that whatever. So I just feel it's like one of those movies. It doesn't have to be great. It doesn't have to be necessarily even well made. It just has to be what it is and weird enough that you can get something out of it. And when I went into it, I was like a movie based on a stoned podcast where they talked about a walrus guy. Like I wasn't expecting, um, I wasn't even expecting red state, which at least had a kind of subversive idea behind it. Right. Uh, which, so this which movie, again, he, so this movie is going to be the one that my grandkids bring to me and say, Hey, Papa X, have you ever seen this movie? And I'll be like, Oh yeah, that piece of shit. And then they'll go watch <laughs> it and leave me alone so I can drink. Yeah. That's <laughs> That's exactly what it is. Okay. So yeah, we need to we need yes. to move on to yoga hoses. Yes, we need to hose yogas. 
All right, let's scoot it in for time's sake. Why is it the yoga hosers from uh, last year, I believe? And, uh, yeah, basically, you take two characters from, um, well, three characters from the last film, and you put them in this film. Two minor characters, one major character. The two minor characters being the Colleen's, the ones who worked at the A to Z in Canada, of course, you know. And uh, Guy Lapointe, who's uh, the giant type character. Basically, two girls work at a convenience store. <laughs> Kevin Smith film, obviously. And uh, they come across uh, a Nazi conspiracy where, where sausage men are formed and are going to take over the world using a giant totem and, uh, and some random guy who does impressions. There's more to it than that, I'm sure. But I'm going to kick it to... Yeah, sure. I'll kick it to Jamie because I want to hear what she says about this film. Jamie. Oh, Lord, I knew it. Um, <laughs> okay, well, as I said previously, um, I told Brian, I, I've kind of, I had held off telling him what I had to watch for this show um, on, on purpose. And so I was like, oh, I'm, don't forget I'm recording Cinema Beef. Oh, we have a Cinema Beef coming up, you know. And then uh, um, finally... He asked, oh, what do you have to watch? And I was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> Yoga hosers. And I was like, well, you know, we're doing the Kevin Smith, the, the, the Canada trilogy. I couldn't remember the True North thing. So I was like, you know, the Canada trilogy. And he's like, <laughs> Yoga hosers. And I was like, uh, yeah. <laughs> and so he's like, you got to watch that on your own time. And I'm like, oh, fuck. <laughs> all right. So I get up early this morning and I to go to go to watch it on my own time. I'm like, you know what? Maybe it won't be that bad. This is a movie I have absolutely no interest in. I was not looking forward to it. I didn't right. care about it. On one hand, I was kind of happy that we had to watch it for the show because I knew that's the only way I'd ever watch it if, is if I was <laughs> forced into it. And I thought, well, it, maybe it's the kind of thing I need to have in the lexicon. you know. So that's the only way I'm going to watch it. So I was kind of happy that I had to. And then at the same time, I was dreading it like a son of a bitch. So I, I'm like, well, I'll just uh, I'll give it a shot. So I put it in, and almost immediately, it starts reminding me way too much of hashtag horror, which. Oh, um, oh, oh, oh. And, and I, every fucking time he introduces a new character, you get that damn screen that pops up, and it's just like, uh, and and it's just, I don't know, That's it was Suicide too, Squad too. Uh, yeah, it was just too much. And I and then like they're telling him in the in the movie, put down your put away your phones, put away your phone. And I'm over here going, put down your fucking phones. I mean, like they're annoying the piss out of me. And then I thought, you know what? I, maybe if I were 20 years younger, maybe I would find this more appealing. Like maybe this movie was made for people, not me. And then I'm like, you know what? Fuck that. Kevin Smith is my age. Like why? Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, or actually older. So why? Why? You know. If he made this movie, then I should at least be able to appreciate something about it. And then along came the Bratzies, and I actually thought they were kind of adorable. Like, I I loved every moment that they were on screen. I thought they were so super cute. And, yeah. you know, and their little voices, and they're running around. And, like, when they had the little fight in the convenience store, and they're, like, flying. You see, like, them leaping off shelves onto them. And I just thought they were cute. Any moment they were not on screen, I wanted to pluck my eyeballs out. Like, I severely hated this film. And uh, except for the little Bratsies, I thought they were cute, and that is it. And the one moment where she said, I'm not even supposed to be here today. Yeah. And I was like, oh, ha, ha, that's funny. Um, and then that was as far as that went. 
Um, and, oh, and then we got to see Jay for about a second. And I was like, oh, he's remarkably not that much older looking than, you know, than the last time I saw him. Look at that. And that's as far as that went. Uh, Jay so, and Johnny Depp in the same scene. I never thought I'd see that, right? Uh, that's true. Um, and then as far as the Johnny Depp character, I was just like, I think at this point, though, I was just sort of resigned to that this is right. who he is. And I was like, eh. Um, <laughs> But <laughs> how did that go again, Jamie? <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, seriously, the first thing I thought of was hashtag horror, another movie I absolutely fucking hated. And Love it was just, it was just too much, too much with the accosting me with the with the visuals and the just blah and the bling bling and the blah blah woo do you know, I just I that I that reminded me of one it. thing. That reminded me of one thing in Tusk as well that completely took me out of the movie, which was the fact that his ringtone was one of the um, uh, jingles from Hollywood Babylon. And mm. I was just like, that doesn't have any reference here. Like right. that ooh, 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 ah, uh, that um, Al Pacino thing or whatever. <laughs> like, what, what the fuck? Would, why would that be his ringtone? Like, more margaritas. Why would that? First of all, why is it even a jingle on Hollywood Babylon? I still haven't figured that out. Secondly, why is it his ringtone on his phone? It, like, took me totally out of the movie. Same thing uh, with, Yo and it's the one thing I hate in, in Tusk, but the... Um, the same thing in yoga hoses. Like, why are all those fucking screens and uh, phone screens and yeah. character screens? And, oh, it's awful. And I don't give a shit about these people's stats because it was every character, whether they were a major character or a, someone you never saw again, like the fucking principal. It didn't even matter who they were. Every single character got one, and I didn't give a shit. And I was already pissed off about their fucking accents, which were terrible and honestly insulting to, uh, to I would think, to I'd be insulted if I was a Canadian. Uh, it, it's just, uh, I don't know. I was just irritated to no end. And then when I got finished with it, I looked at what Netflix predicted for me. And Netflix predicted a one. And I was like, oh, oh you are so dead on the money. I like, I was <laughs> like, Netflix, you know me so well. <laughs> yeah, right? So, yeah, I didn't like it. <laughs> okay, I'll kick it to Dan. Dan, what'd you think, sir? Remember that movie, uh, See No Evil, with Kane? Yeah. Sadly, so, yes. They did, yeah. <laughs> Well, they did the same thing, <clears throat> but I think they did it a lot better where, you know, they did it in the beginning of the movie. They did it to introduce the characters. Remember, I remember talking to you about this, Jamie, how it gave their stats and what their rap sheet was and stuff like that. There are ways to do it where it's not overkill and it's not right in your face and, and, and literally. Oh, and it's at one point in this movie, it's literally like Batman, like, bam, pow. Like, it's it, like legit, like says it on screen, you know? Oh, yeah, yeah. And the, the squishy. Yeah. Whatever, whatever splat, whatever. Yeah. Right, right. And, and I like what you said, though, Jamie, because this this I, I, I feel like I'm like defending this. But this is what Kevin Smith said about this. He goes. You know, there's not any movies for for younger for younger kids. You know, these days, I wanted to make a movie that you know my kid could could really appreciate and enjoy, and her friends could enjoy. I understand that to a certain extent. I just don't understand how the fuck kids that age would enjoy or like something like that. Like that shit. That, that <laughs> the whole movie, dude, is like an abomination. You know, there's certain aspects to it where I'm like, oh, okay. Like, I'm not like a huge Teen Wolf fan, but here's Tyler Posey. Oh, okay, he's in the movie. Cool. He's playing it like all hammy, and and, and he's not 
a horrible actor, but he was in this. Like, holy fuck, dude, what an abomination of a movie. And and I just, I found nothing redeemable about it. I found when they were in a band doing the songs, I found the music fucking cringeworthy. I found everything about this movie pretty much, like, atrocious, except for the Bratzies. Mein Kampf, like, some of that shit was, like, funny, don't get me wrong, but I struggled through this movie, dude. I did not enjoy it at all, and I've never that said that Mike about... Myers? Yeah, the little Bratzy reminded me of Mike Myers from, um, uh, from the Tarantino film. What was it when he was... <laughs> when... Ah, shit. Oh, all Inglorious Bastards. Yes, I swear it. It looked his yeah. face looked just like him, but uh, yeah, I almost I almost gave up. Like I seriously wanted to stop watching it. About twenty five thirty minutes in, I was a I was gonna check out, and I was like, no, I can't do that, man. I'm you know I have to I have to watch it. So it took me three hmm. times. I had to stop it twice. I couldn't. I I had a tough time getting through this movie. So uh, listen, I, like I said, I'm a huge Kevin Smith fan. I'm I'm still really even after Moose Jaws. I mean, he's still planning on making Clerks three, and I can't wait for that. And and I know he's got it in. Like like I said, th- there's a lot of potential in his work where you know Clerks two had a lot of heart. I mean, dude, when you when you make a movie like Clerks two and it ends like that, especially with that last shot, I mean that's some powerful shit. And then you look at something like this, it's like what the fuck happened? And I don't blame that on weed, dude. I don't know what the fuck Kevin Smith's going through. I I, I don't know, man. I smoke weed every day in my life. I don't fucking do shit like that, dude. I'm 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 not having crazy ideas like that. So something else is going on with Kevin Smith in his career and 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 <laughs> Why he chose to go this direction, I don't know, but I can't get behind it, even in the slightest, dude. Like, I'm sorry. And and Johnny Depp back again, and, and then Ralph Garman at the end. I mean, I'm a fan of Hollywood Babylon, too. I, I, I find it very entertaining. And it was just like, oh, here's Ralph Garman doing Al Pacino's voice and doing the same thing that he does on the fucking show. And it's just so over the top and ridiculous, dude. I, I fucking hated this movie. I fucking hated it. That's it. We got two glowing reviews so far. No, no. X, what'd you think of Yoga Hoser, sir? It's the worst puppet master movie of the franchise. <laughs> and that's saying a lot. Holy fuck, where do we start? First of all, fuck you and your shitty anthrax cover to start the movie, and then following that up with sticks? Jesus Christ, just piss on the fucking Pieta, why don't you? Um. Mm. I didn't know who Ralph Garman was. I've never listened to Hollywood Babylon. I saw him, and my first thought is, when did Josh Brolin get fat? Yeah, right. <laughs> and then I realized he looks like Chris Parnell and Ronald Reagan kind of combined, which is strange. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, and like you guys, why the little fucking Scott Pilgrim bits? It didn't work in Scott Pilgrim. Yeah. It doesn't work in this. I was about to say, at least this is better than Scott Pilgrim. Uh, not by much. Not by bloody much. No, no, no. Not by much, no. Um, I don't know. And again, Johnny Depp's character coming back out with the big fuzzy eyebrows that he didn't have before and being basically annoying, which I did not think he was in Tusk. I mean, if I wanted to watch the old man from Logan's Run smash tiny sausage Nazis, I'd be watching Bill Zebub movies instead of Kevin Smith movies. So, I just... I, I love the old man from Logan's Run, though. He's got all those cats. He does. He does have, that's what that's what Caleb Want needed. He needed cats. That would have made everything better. This is self-indulgent 
It is masturbatory. Mm. It is look at our children and how wonderful they are. It's this is just a gigantic. F- uh, you know what? Seriously, is Canada just too polite to like ask Kevin to stop dragging Canada into his movies? Because if he was making like a Tennessee trilogy, somebody called Doug. Yeah, right. <laughs> I really think if he was making a Tennessee trilogy, I'd be dropping him an email like, "Hey." Uh, you want to maybe shift this shit down to North Carolina? Because we, we don't do that shit here. I don't know what the Even fuck you're Alabama, thinking. Alabama, they wouldn't even know any better. Yeah, well. They'd never know. <laughs> so, um, it's... They just got color TV last week, so... <laughs> Flash Gordon just left the drive-in. Um, <laughs> Lucky bastard. Right? They're all like, we love Buster Crab. Why can't we get t-shirts? <laughs> This is not the worst movie I've ever seen, but I'm pretty sure it's in the top three. Okay. Uh, I'll I'll kick it to you, Mr. Cross. What did you think, sir? Gary's begging for one. Just kidding. Yeah, no. (laughs) Okay, so first of all, I can't have, like, virulent hatred for it. I just can't. Like, there wasn't anything anything in it that I, like, just... It it didn't anger me with, like, an angry hatred. I didn't... I didn't love love the movie. My biggest problem with it is, is everything I said about Tusk. In other words, like make the movie you want to make and make it for you and do some crazy shit and blah 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 blah. Still stands with this one, but they put a lot less fucking effort in, and that's mm-hmm. that's the thing that I can't forgive it for. Um, the uh, I, there was tons of stuff that I enjoyed about it. Even <laughs> sorry, sorry. When, when I heard about Ralph Garman doing the impressions at the end of the, the film, which I actually heard before I saw the movie, I was like, oh, that sounds fucking awful. That just sounds like Hollywood Babylon, the movie. Um, and in fact, I stopped listening to Hollywood Babylon because I found that every single week it was the same thing. And same I kind of got same fed here. up with the, with the same thing. But actually, on watching the movie, I thought that ending worked kind of well like i thought he did it really well and and it was this sort of big weird bravado performance um but my biggest problem with it is is that it was it was lazy nothing hung together there was no effort to kind of re you know he talked about in the making of this movie about it trying to be like gremlins and i'm like well gremlins is a really solid written movie like there are ideas galore in gremlins like mm-hmm. there is there is weird stuff and dark stuff and quirky stuff and uh, like there's a whole bunch of stuff going on in Kremlins and everyone is a character nothing in this is like Justin Long's yoga instructor is irritating and annoying like why why is he even in the movie oh to pay off the fact that they can fight at the end but then they can't really fight at the end and it isn't really an action sequence and there isn't really any fighting of any note and they don't put any effort into it like a little bit of effort would have been to have said like oh he teaches us this weird yoga stuff that isn't really yoga it's kind of like a fighting technique and at the end we pull it out and we use it to fight but then it's actually an exciting interesting fight where you do a whole bunch of stuff and 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 you actually like maybe put the girls through a little bit of training for two weeks or something at a local you know a keto studio or something but like you want a montage you want a training montage well, yeah, i mean montage. No, montage. Montage. no i just mean that if you 
it's it's one thing to have a funny idea, right? Or it's one thing to have a weird idea, but you really have to have some effort to pay it off. Yeah. And and even yeah. even if he didn't shoot it correctly, they still put shit tons of effort in trying to pay the idea of Tusk off. The sets look good. The mm-hmm. the prosthetics right. look good. The the acting is is the best that can be, and so on and so forth. Like there there's some attempt. To put the idea on screen with some effort. There's really no attempt in Yoga Hoses to pay off any of the jokes. Um, you know, even the CGI... Well, the jokes are even the laziest. I mean, the jokes right. are incredibly lazy. You know, what How joke? many times can we make a joke out of saying, sorry, boot that, you know? Oh, dude, yeah. And it's not funny the first time you do it. It's not funny the 1800th time you do it. Yeah, my biggest problem, my my biggest problem with it is it being set in Canada um, and not casting. I don't think any Canadians. If if it does cast any Canadians, it's really just whoever was knocking about the town when they filmed it, because um, all the main cast, none of them are Canadian, as far as I'm aware. Um, and that's like that's a shitty thing to do. You know, what I mean, that's just a fucking shitty thing to do, especially if your film is laden with Canada. Right. Um, and as a as a lover of the Great North uh, as I am, I find this whole like a boot and a thing. It's it was old forty years ago. <laughs> it's right, really right. fucking old now. However, however, all that being said, it I didn't. Yeah, I watched SCTV. And then- <laughs> yeah, right. I watched SCTV as well. Um, Dude, I'm if- from Boston, how do you think I'd feel? Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> like imagine if they. Yeah, well, you, they did make the town, you know. Um, so I suppose you had to live through that. Um, uh, but anyway, um, the, the 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 I didn't. The thing was, I got to the end of it and I didn't hate it. I just wish they had put a shit ton more effort in it, and he had spent longer writing the script. And I think the biggest problem is going to be is that if he's going to dive back into movie making, as he has done on and off over the last uh, decade with uh, Red State and now these two movies, um, he he needs to... He can't be hosting a geek show on AMC. He can't be uh, producing Comic Book Men and yeah. doing seven podcasts a week and, uh, and expect to write a script that's fresh. He just can't. He needs to either... He needs to concentrate on two of the seven things he's doing um, so that he's doing them right. Otherwise we are going to see diminishing returns for these films. That's, that's my fear Um, because I I really liked red state and Tusk and I thought he made like two interesting grindhousey gonzo movies, even though they're riddled with faults, he went out there and, and at least put some effort in with this one. It's, it's fun and it's stupid but ultimately uh, empty because there's just no and and the jokes fall flat because there's no effort put into it. And Have dude, it's... like you said, he's got his hands in so many things. He directed an episode of Supergirl, an episode of The Flash, two episodes of The Flash. Yeah. Um, and oh, did anybody see that segment he had in that movie Holidays? I never saw that. No, I never saw that. I, I saw it. Was it good? Oh. It didn't really stand uh, the, out. Overall. Oh no, yeah. his didn't stand out. And overall, uh, the the film overall was about half and half yeah. for me. I mean, like of of the of all the segments, I liked about half of them. So it just was kind of mediocre. And 
I couldn't even tell you right now which one was his, to be honest. I don't <laughs> yeah, either. You know, one, one, one of the reasons, for example, I completely forgive Ash versus Evil Dead for some of the things I don't like about it, that certain character development is thrown by the wayside and certain plot strands that are thrown by the wayside and so on and so forth, is you can see the shit ton of fucking effort and mm. talent and skill and fucking madness that is thrown at the screen in that series. And none of that was really on display here. The Bratsies were cool, but again, the CGI stuff of like killing the Bratsies or the fight at the end and, and so on was, was lazy. It was just like, Oh, that'll do. And let's go yeah. on from here, you know? So, um, be myself. Uh, I enjoy yoga horses for what it is, which, which is a, a B movie. Mixed with a teen comedy, and a lot of stuff you guys say is correct, but it doesn't sully my my fact of my, you know, I'm not saying my love for the Colleens, but I I, I was invested in them, and I didn't have that in Tusk. So basically, you're taking these two characters who were really minor characters in Tusk, kind of like your Rosenstein and Gillerstein of of, of the Kevin Smith viewers universe, you know, you give them a movie, and you try to give them something to do which is successful or not i i liked them i, I liked them as characters even when they, when they weren't like looking at their phones or whatnot that was a real minor thing to me and mm. uh there was some some fun stuff like i said the convenience store fight with the brazis playing to you know oh i've always liked girls who can play their own instruments you know and they redid the hockey song for this movie Either you know what that is or you don't know what that is but I think it's the best song about hockey there ever was, and uh, um, it's it's hard for me to say Justin Long is a good in Kevin Smith's film, what his best character ever, and my most favorite character, one of my most favorite characters in any Kevin Smith film, is Brandon St. Randy in Zack and Mary Make a Porno. You better shut your mouth before I fuck it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, he's he's not very good in either one of these movies, but you know. He made me laugh, and in parts of this one, did, didn't quite get that. I wasn't invested in him in Tusk, though. Like, he was a giant asshole. And this, he was kind of a new-age hipster asshole yeah. who, had a, who had an ironic name. And, like, that was a joke throughout the film. That he was being sued by Warner Brothers. Yeah, you're playing it fast and loose with the word joke. <laughs> I'm not saying it was funny. He I'm did the same thing with the word comedy, either. <laughs> Be I, careful I, uh, as well. I'm saying I enjoyed it. I was invested in a couple of the characters. And that it, it it did it for me, but yeah, the the, the the Ralph Garman was ridiculous. I'd say that I say it really falls apart for for me in in, in the third act with when you find out that this Nazi stronghold is underneath their convenience store, and Ralph Garman's doing his voices <laughs> for if you, if you've heard the show, you know Ralph Garman does Schwarzenegger and Al Pacino, and, and that's fine. I will say I think his Al Pacino is pretty decent. It was great, uh, yeah, but it I was the only it was time. the only one I think he did all that well. Um, wait, when you're not, when you're not looking was at him, pretty was pretty good. When you're not looking at him though, but you listen to the podcast, it's different, right? When he's right. making those faces, doing the voices, it's kind of like no, I just I just can't do it, you know. Mm. It's it's almost like bad cosplay, if you will, while doing the voices, <laughs> and you know. Yeah. A Batman shows up. If you, you know, my my bat, my favorite Batman, Kevin Conroy, who don't know you don't know what he looks like unless you've met him before. You've seen pictures, but he was the Batman in the animated series. And isn't he in of, that movie? Yeah, he is. He, he yes. shows up. Yeah, 
Bat- Batman, my Batman. That's all I'm saying. Okay, that that makes me happy. Oh, no, his Adam West was really good. Sorry, not the not the Pacino. His Adam West. Oh, was right. Really good. He does a lot of him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um. Well, yeah. Ralph Garman's big on Family Guy too. He's a big voice on Family Guy. I just, I just, I just yeah. like the film. Yeah, it's it's much like this kind of the conversation me and John Cross had about Scott Pilgrim way way back when. Like not not ever not, not, not all you say all the things you say are right. I just kind of disagree a little bit, and I've watched this film like five times already because mm-hmm. I enjoy that that B movie aspect of it. And I think if you're looking at that angle, you know, sausage men who, who were were meant to be grown men, but they got cut they got cut off too early. <laughs> yeah, that so that that joke works for me, <laughs> and that these these they're going up, you know, the, these two assholes who happen to be Satanists who want to hang out with them just to kill them, they go up their asses, and I think it's fucking funny, you know. I I, I think there's certain parts of the film that just make me laugh. That thing, you know, Justin Long to an extent, even the part the, the parts with um. I want to say uh, not Colleen McKenzie, but um, that um, Johnny Depp's uh, daughter's father in the movie. The part where they're doing sticks makes me laugh. Mm. I, I I think it's entertaining. Like it's like you know what? I don't I don't like this bitch my father's with. So let me let me play you know the the dad role and the face he makes when they start playing the songs. Like I used to sing that for her when she was a baby. And like yep, you ain't getting no tail tonight, buddy. You know. They just, they just, the biggest cock block ever. And I, it put a general smile on my face, you know. But I'm and over I, here going to what end? Like, what, why are, why am I watching this scene? Why is this necessary? And it, that's how I felt about the entire thing. It's like, what, why? What, what does this have why? to do with anything? <laughs> Jamie, why I are did, you I, 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 did, I, did, I didn't make you watch it because I hate you. I made you watch it because <laughs> I, I generally liked it, okay? <laughs> <laughs> And I no, I'm not why. I wasn't directing why at you. I'm directing why at him. Why did you make this scene? What the what the fuck do I care? You know, I, I don't. I, I it just. I don't know. I didn't care that Natasha Leone wasn't getting any. I it just. It doesn't. It doesn't. It means nothing. You know, as far as the rest of the film is concerned. I had totally yeah. forgotten about her and yeah. the guy from. Um, Arrested Development being in this movie. I had totally sure. forgotten about that till you just mentioned that. Yep. Um, guys, I'm I'm really sorry about this, but I'm going to have to head out in a minute. Um, it's it's okay. it's running late, but uh, I just want to say, like, I get where it's funny. I, I get where Gary's coming from. Like, this was a this wasn't for me a horrible movie to watch. It was it was kind of just like fun uh, wallpaper, but but it didn't. It's not one that I'm going to kind of be rushing back to, but it's also not one that kind of inspired any hate. And I can't really put my finger on why I uh, liked it. I, it just didn't. It just didn't bother me. It didn't grab me either, but it didn't bother me. So I, right. it was it was fun for what it was, but I felt like it could have been so much better. And things always. I would rather love something or hate something than have that nagging feeling that if they had just pulled their thumb out of their ass for five minutes, it could have been so much better. Mm. <laughs> well, John, before yeah. you go, I-, I want you to push your stuff. So tell the folks you got coming up and all that good stuff. 
Oh, it, it's fine, guys. Uh, yeah, over at aftermoviediner.com. Everything that I do is over at aftermoviediner.com. Like I said earlier at the beginning of the show, we've added Drunk on VHS Archive as one of the podcasts on our site. I will let you know that there is a new podcast coming to the site in 2017. Fingers crossed and touch wood, so keep looking for that. We've got the interview with the directors of The Trust uh, coming up, brothers uh, who made that great movie on Netflix to check out. Um, we've got interviews from Ash vs. Evil Dead and reviews of the entire second season as well as articles and various other things to do with Evil Dead on the site uh, as well. So, And then every week we have a cult classic review uh, and a hammer horror review from two of my uh, contributors who are phenomenal. So just check out the site aftermoviediner.com uh, It's by fans for fans. Lots of Lots of stuff to go over there and while away your days with. Nice. I'm on it, dude. Thank you, John, and sorry for the overtime. We're, we're glad to have you on again, sir. Oh, Gary, it was an absolute pleasure. Thanks, guys. It was real, really great to meet you, Dan, and really great to yeah. reconnect Jamie and X. Thanks so much for having me on the show. All right, man. Take it easy, brother. Thank you, John. Bye now. Talk soon, honey. Bye. Bye. All right, although we want to have his opinion on this one, Jamie... What do you think about the upcoming moves, Jaws? Now, what I get from it is basically, if you took Jaws, you put you put Razor back, you had a wonderful baby. This might be the film for you. But what do you think about it? I actually like. I am looking forward to that one, even after these two. Um, I, I still think it could be an interesting idea. I think it could be very entertaining if it's done well. I love Creatures Gone Amok. That's one of my favorite subgenres. Anything from Grizzly to Day the Animals to Piranha to, I mean, just to them to, I mean, whatever. You give me, (laughs) you give me animals, you know, wreaking havoc and I will likely enjoy it. So I, I do think this has the potential to be. Uh, pretty entertaining you know uh, now if he tries to attempt the same humor that he attempted in yoga hosers he will lose me because it just i just don't think it works i think it falls flat i think it is just fails every time it's like he just keeps tripping through the doorway every Mm -hmm. single time and um so i'm kind of hoping that he puts a little more effort into writing this one maybe a little more creativity uh just give it you know give it some time give it Give it some give a damn, and uh, I think it could be entertaining. Does Justin uh, Long X. play the monster in Moose Jaws? Uh, I don't think so. He plays the moose. X, what do you uh, think? Michael Parks got a hold of him and turned him into a moose. Yeah. <laughs> what do you think, sir, about the upcoming Moose Jaws? Um, like Jamie, I think it's really kind of a great concept. I think that it can be done right. I don't think Kevin's the one who's going to do it right. Mm. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm suffering a severe crisis of faith here, gentlemen and Jamie. So, I mean, I'll watch it, but I got I, I'm not boned for it. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Uh, Dan, two things on this: uh, Jay and Silent Bob are going to be in this movie, so that's a plus. Um, I'm really excited about that. Whether whether people are down with that shtick or not, I don't give a fuck. I love those characters to death. Does that mean it's going to be back in that universe? I don't think so, but they're going to be in it, so that's a step in the right direction. And um, once we get this movie out of the way, we get Clerks 3, so bring on Moose Jaws. Fair enough. <laughs> no, I am looking forward to it, though. I, Dude, I was 
really, really, really hyped about Tusk. And when I saw it, it, it really did leave an impression on me on first watch. And even on second watch, now that I watch it, it's, you know, obviously its problems stick out more than ever. And, and you know, I'm not going to necessarily be running back, you know, every year to watch Tusk or whatever. But I, I did think that from my expectations, it did pay off. Yoga hosers, I was never excited for, and my enthusiasm for it just was never even there in the first place. So I had no expectations. And so when it sucked, like like he's like dude said, it's like it's not like I get pissed about it. I'm just like, yeah, that sucked, and I just move on. Like there's so much shit these days. There's so many fucking movies out there, podcasts, fucking music. There's so many different ways to 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 get different types of entertainment that. So something that's bad like that, I don't really dwell on it. I'm just like, okay, yeah, that sucked. Let's move on. So I'm looking forward to it because it's a Kevin Smith movie, but um, I'm much more looking forward to um, to some of his other projects that he was uh, that he's working on, like Clerks Three and and whatnot. But yeah, Moose Jaws, why not? It's fucking Moose Jaws. I mean, come on. Okay. Yeah. Fair. Fair enough. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, I'll see how it's going to turn out. Like 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 most films, yeah, I'll see how it's gonna turn out. It goes for this film, yeah. goes for big Hollywood films, you know. Mm-hmm. I, I I'm always interested because Kevin Smith, I've I've met him a couple of times, he's a general nice guy, and so are the people that are working in his acting camp for all those years. They're all generally nice people, so yeah. I don't root for them to fail. I just wanna see them do something good and I think <laughs> I, I just wanna see how it all plays out, you know. Well said. <laughs> and um but yeah, now we're gonna move on to the most uh the most fun part of the show. It's a brand new part of the show. You get to play this game today. Ooh. Uh, yeah, exactly. Uh, we had two pinned two actors against each other, Richard Lynch and Klaus Kinski, because I can't tell them apart. And a little game that we've concocted called Whose Scowl Is It Anyway? <laughs> Cue okay. the music, John. I don't know what's wrong with me, but whenever I see them on my TV, I can't tell the difference between Richard Lynch and Klaus Kinski. No, 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 no. To me, they're just so insane. And whenever I see them, I always flinch because I can't tell the difference between Klaus Kinski and Richard Lynch. Just by plot synopsis alone, you have to guess which actors who look very much alike, Klaus Kinski and Richard Lynch, if it's one, if it's a Lynch film or if it's a Kinski film. Okay. All right. This film, I'm not even going to give you the title. I'm just going to give you the plot synopsis. Baron Ivan Razumov, a brilliant doctor, died horribly during a fireburst in his laboratory. Since that day, his daughter Tanja retired to a life of seclusion covering with a dark veil with this, this this disfigured face. And my phone just fucking no, it didn't. Okay, good job. <laughs> oh, there we go. Professor Nijinsky was once a uh, student of Razumov. He married Tanya, and he's trying to restore her lost beauty with a series of skin transplants. However, to reach his goal, Professor Nijinsky needs beautiful young victims for his transplant experiments. 
Now, I ask you, is it Kinski or is it a Lynch film? I didn't do the homework, but I would say Lynch. Oh, you, you, are, you are incorrect as a Kinski film. It you, still, you, you still have two more, you have two more chances to win, though, okay? Okay. <laughs> All right, this is one that I think actually probably know. And that film, by the way, is called... Got a pretty badass title, The Hand That Feeds the Dead from 1974. <laughs> okay. All right, this one, a tough detective who is part of an elite New York City unit is trying to find out who killed his partner, but it covers a plot to kidnap mobsters for money. Is that a Lynch film or is it a Kinski film? All right. <laughs> is it a Lynch film or a Kinski film, dude? Are you asking me or Dan? Dan. Oh, that's what I thought. Oh, Jesus. Oh, I thought you were talking, dude. Um, no, no, this, 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 I said X is by no which film this is. Yeah, though. the Edgar no, Wallace was... thing from 74. Um, uh, Kinski. You are wrong. It's a Lynch film. Yes. That is the seven ups from 1973. Okay. Finally. Uh, battle ball, high-powered motocross teams equipped with metal claws, protective armor, and a caged car, which is used as a moving goal, has risen in prominence and becomes San Francisco's most coveted underground gambling sport. It doesn't not really a plot, actually, but I'm going to tell you that's what it is. Is it a Lynch film or a Kinski film, sir? It's a Lynch film, for sure. You got that one. It's from 1997. Oh. It's called Ground Rules, and it's a film that I, I probably have to see. Boom. Just just for my love of rollerball, you know? <laughs> yeah, right, right, right. But but I got to be perfectly honest with you, though, Gary. I don't know who either of those people are or any of <laughs> them. I can, so, so I'm completely guessing. I can tell you who's Zordon <laughs> in the new Power Rangers movie if you want to know that. I can tell <laughs> Yeah, that's the best part about this game, that you don't have to know. You just have to make an educated guess of what you think, you know. These so are, that's these why are I was so confident these, on the last one. I these are actors that you may have seen and stuff, <laughs> that you just don't know who they are. But, Dan, you, you are the big – well, not the, I'd call you the big loser here, but you, you lost the game. So eventually, if you would have won the game, you had to pick, you had to pick for us something to watch. It's very, very bad. That's not Yoga Hosers that, that you know, to review, but – since you did win, you, you lost, you do win because you get to come back on again with one or both of us and um, review one of these films of our choosing, you know, so yay for you. Yay. <laughs> yay is right. So when you lose, we all win. <laughs> oh, my God. But uh, yeah, with, with, no. that, with that debauchery, go ahead, Dan. I'm sorry. No, no. I was going to say, do I win anything? I mean, what, what the fuck? Well, you lost. No, I know, but what do I win for losing? You get to come back on the show. <laughs> Sweet. What movies are we reviewing? Do we know that one yet? I don't know. Some shit. Regardless, I'm in. Let's do it. Fair enough. After all that debauchery, we'll be right back to close up the show. An Evil Dead TV show? No way. Negan is coming to The Walking Dead. That's awesome. Don't you guys think a werewolf series is long overdue? Oh, hello there. Are you looking for coverage of horror on the small screen that you can't find on any other podcast? Then welcome to Evil Episodes Podcast, where we take an in-depth look at horror around the dial, covering everything from today's hits like The Walking Dead, American Horror Story, and The Strain. 
as well as looking back into the TV Horror Vault to discuss anthologies like Tales from the Crypt, Monsters, Masters of Horror. Yeah, but do any of those shows have werewolves in them? What movies will become a TV series next? Just how many more seasons will every CW show get? Where will they put some damn werewolves on the TV? Tune in to Evil Episodes Podcast for all your horror on television needs and more. I need werewolves. Hey, did I mention how Lovecraftian all this actually is? One dark and stormy night in the mid-80s, Joe Bob Briggs, Harlan Ellison, and the ghost of El Santo pulled a train on Elvira while Siskel and Ebert sobbingly masturbated in the corner. From that union arose the greatest movie critic and luchador that ever lived. But we're not going to talk about him. He's kind of a dick. Instead, we're going to talk about me, El Goro, the stuttering movie fan and host of the Talk Without Rhythm podcast. Every week on Talk Without Rhythm, I discuss two to three movies tangentially tied together by a theme. I cover action. And the most complete fighter in the world. Sci-fi. Open the pod bay doors, Hal. I'm sorry, Dave. I'm afraid I can't do that. Horror. Oh, no tears, please. It's a waste of good suffering. And the continuing adventures of James Spader, sexual deviant. You're not worried that I'm going to fuck you, are you? I'm not interested in that, and I'm waste. Now pull up your skirt. So check me out at TWORpodcast.blogspot.com, drunkenzombie.com, or subscribe on iTunes. Talk Without Rhythm, the only podcast that will not attract the world. Adios. Daniel, thank you for coming on. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Daniel, thanks for coming on the show, man. We we appreciate your company, sir. Thank you, everybody. Hey, guys, good talking to you guys. It's a uh, it's been it's been a pleasure for sure. But in case you didn't know, Dan Dan is uh, he's sober for the most part, except for the whole those whole smoke thing. But he he, he's back on the air again, pouring on his hearty people on a brand new show with Alex called Cut to the Chase. Tell tell the folks about that, Dan. First of all, just a uh, little editor's note here. I haven't smoked weed for exactly one month today, so there's well, that's that. Great, man. Um, and and on top of that, uh, yeah, man, cut to the chase. Um, I recorded today for a couple hours, actually, right before I um, hopped on here. It's an everything show, man. It's a uh, movie review show. Um, I cover all kinds of movies, not just horror movies. Um, I'm doing music reviews. I'm going to review the new Corn album <laughs> for what that's worth. Um, and, uh, and a whole bunch of stuff. I just did my Star Wars Krampus Christmas special. So that was fun. Um, did that with Alex. And, um, so yeah, I'm going to have a lot of, uh, a lot of cool guests on such as, uh, such as you guys. And I can't wait to, uh, really get into it, man. I got so many things, um, that I want to do. I got a whole fucking plethora. I got a whole list of things that I want to plow through. So, uh, so it's going to be fun. And speaking of plowing through, I can't wait to have you on, Jamie. <laughs> I can't wait to be there. I am so happy that you are back and doing this again. I have missed your voice. I have missed talking oh, to you. I've missed podcasting with you. I've talked to you since I've podcasted with you. But I, I, it's just, you know, it is so great. Uh, like, I had such a good time tonight. Uh, just you. So did I. Uh, oh. It just, yeah, it, it's been fantastic. So, yay. I love fucking you guys. 
<laughs> I love a good callback. <laughs> <laughs> That's going back like three years too. No, but hey, thank you though um, for having me on too, Gary and 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 X and and you guys are awesome, dude. I I really do respect the hell out of all you guys um, on some real shit. You guys are fucking top tier in my eyes, so I salute you. Uh, we love you too, Dan. I'm glad. I'm, pr- I'm no nobody's more glad than me that you're 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 off you're off the no, weed too. You, you know. Oh, fuck you. I love love you. Okay. <laughs> like a brother, like an I actual love you, brother. brother. You are the man, dude. You are the shit, Gary. I love coming on here, dude. I always do. It's been too long, too, man. We uh, we used to do this more often, so we should probably uh, you know get back into it uh, more often. You should have me on more. I'm inviting myself on. Oh, that's that's fair enough, dude. <laughs> Jamie, tell the folks what you got going on. Well, uh, this. <laughs> right on. Most, um, but if they've gotten this far, they know that already. Um, most recently on Evil Episodes, we finished up, finally, thank God, the Tales from the Dark Side run that we'd been doing for years. Uh, we finally closed it. We closed it. <laughs> Yeah, I was talking to Merriman today, yeah. We're done with that shit. Um, so if you want to hear the uh, the last few uh, episodes of that series get covered, plus we talked about the movie to close it all up, and uh, that is um, So Long to the Dark Side, or Farewell to the Dark Side, sorry. Farewell to the Dark Side is the name of that episode. And uh, we're going to be recording a new one coming up soon, which will be back to regular format. I just sent... Jason today, episode K of the ABCs of Hidden Horror. So that should be going up, um, if not tonight, then tomorrow. And uh, so uh, that's yeah. pretty exciting. There's some solid one. picks in there, by the way. I, I watched The Kiss in Ears, and that, that's in there. Yeah, so that was my pick. Spoilers. Um, <laughs> but yeah, on that one, we're discussing uh, the, the Kiss, the Kindred, and. Um, oops. Killer party. Killer, thank you. <laughs> if it's not mine, I don't remember it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we talked about Killer Party, The Kindred, and The Kiss. Nice. So uh, that's a fun show. And that is pretty much all I've done recently. Yeah. Fair enough. Thanks. Yeah. The, the, the devil train is back on the tracks again, sir. I'm proud of you. Thank you, sir. Yeah, you can uh, catch me and my beautiful co-host on Kiss the Goat, which is... It used to be all about devil movies. Now I don't know what the fuck it is because there are still devil <laughs> movies, but it's it's just expanded into weird shit. So on every show, you'll get a devil movie review. You'll get a drinking game. You'll hear an exorcism, and there's a cooking segment now. Nice, dude. So it's pretty it's pretty crazy. We um I'm in the middle of editing the third annual Kiss the Goat Holiday Extravaganza, even as we speak, um, in which the movie this year is Santa's Sleigh, starring, of course, Bill Goldberg, yes, oh, wrestling shit. superstar. So I'm jacked about that. Um, hopefully have that shit up by Friday, um, just in time for the holiday. I also do this show, and I'm also on Theme Warriors with Mike Merriman, Doug Tilly, and, and Miss Iris. Doug's in fucking Newfoundland right now, so I have no idea when we're going to record that again. <laughs> <laughs> right on, man. Hey, by the way, I just started listening to your show, actually, man. I like it. How many episodes do you guys have? Um, 38. No shit. Okay, cool. Go man. to kissthegoat.com. Kissthegoat.com's got the entire archive. Okay, perfect. Perfect. 
uh, me and myself, the show you're listening to right now, the Sin Beast Podcast, which hopefully yeah. uh, we can get all together again to do another promo. I got to have it written out. We just have to record it. I, yeah, it, it, it uh-huh. should be good. It should be fun. Um, two drink minimum commentaries. By the time this comes out, our I should have two more out, uh, Street Trash and our Christmas one, which records tomorrow as of this recording, uh, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. So if any of oh, you guys no. on here would like to join us tomorrow night, we're doing that, you know. Oh, Talking about squirrels and William, the, the, the wonder of William Hickey, you know. Shatter's full. Love it, love it, love it. Who does <laughs> love that fucking movie? Is Rusty uh, still in the seconds. Navy? Oh, definitely. He's still, he's still in the Navy. <laughs> uh, Sloppy Seconds, the movie sequel podcast, is uh, still going in a way. I have to get the episode to Jason Lloyd. And finally, they just kind of sit there for a while. And my short-term memory sucks ass. It's my job. And I apologize to all you podcast listeners out there who are chomping at the bit. Well, chomping at the, the something for more Sloppy Seconds. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> that's coming. And look, I, I posted some items that I'm going to auction off for the local humane no-kill shelter around here. And uh, those are some great items, but I'm adding more items to that. So the auction itself probably won't happen until the spring. But if you haven't seen them, I have um, autographed pictures from C.J. Graham, who was Jason in Friday 13 Part 6. Uh, mm. Steve Dash, who is uh, J- uh I don't remember. How, how is this work, Jamie? Is he Sackhead or is he the guy with the Sackhead's off, Steve Dash, from Friday Part 2? Steve Dash is – all right, I see. All right, like, is Gillette? Steve, Steve Dash is Sackhead. Gillette was the the guy without the beard, the sack. For, right? it, for two yeah. seconds, right? Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. When he's wearing the sack, it's Steve Dash. When he's not, yeah. it's uh, Gillette who Gillette. got all the credit for it. Yeah, <laughs> he's yeah. he's, uh, he's Sackhead Jason, of course, and uh, Kane Hodder, who played Jason, probably the most, has an autographed picture. And with that, I bought a, yeah the most, it, but not the best. Yeah, I, I hate swear. it for you. <laughs> I, 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 I never want to call Jason adorable, but Funko made a, a Funimation's plushie of Jason, and this Jason is adorable. He take his mask off. He has like little stitched on veins and. Oh. He's got a he's got a cute Aww. face that only his mother could love. But that, that's, <laughs> Funimation's plushy leather face, which is cute. So but that's that's signed by the same three Jasons. So they, they uh, Kane Hodder intimidated them to sign those for, for sign that for free for you guys. So there you go. Aww. So, uh, also, that is a, a Judge Reinhold autograph and a Sid Haig autograph, and there there's um. Didn't other he stuff just get fucking in trouble at the uh, airport about something? Sure, I think so. Oh, yes, Judge Reinhold, yeah, but he was, he was really nice to me, though. Let's put it that way. Yeah, and he's on The Exorcist too, correct? Or no, no, wrong no that's Alan Rock. I'm sorry, I always get those two mixed up. Okay, I, I digress. And then, much like John Cross, my my buddy made friends with uh with uh, Ray Santiago and um, what's the girl's name from Ash vs Evil Dead? I forget her name. But um, Mercedes something. Yeah, something like that. The the, the female. No, or uh, hell, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> well, he's, he's got a nice he's got a nice autograph print that I'm gonna buy off of him to to to, to sell in the auction as well with three autographs on there, which is pretty sweet from Ash vs Evil Dead. But in in March, why well, I'm waiting for for so long for this, and you know I don't have a Walking Dead boner like you guys have. 
because I tried to watch it again. I wanted to turn the motherfucker off again. It's just, just no, too many disposable characters. But anyway, an actor that I enjoy, who happens to play Negan on that show, Jeffrey Dean Morgan, oh, is coming shit. to C2E2 in, in the spring in Chicago. So I might have something Ooh. cool from him to, to, to put in the auction as well, which is why I'm waiting till spring. Dude. Look for He's that. Off. Some other goodies that probably are surplus autographs that I have, because I do a lot of these shows. And there's just stuff. Oh, how can I forget this? Mark Patton. Mark Patton from uh, Nightmare 2, who is but the, the finest gentleman you ever want to meet. He's, 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 he's very, so very nice. nice. He's so cool. Yeah. He signed a, 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 a Scream. He, he has a documentary coming out called uh, Scream Queen. I forget the surname of it, but it's about him and his you know ability to make horror films or whatnot. But I, I, I can't diss him at all. But he's got a really dope print that he signed. To, to, to give in the auction as well. And yeah, it's the, the claw holding the crown. It, it, it's pretty sweet looking. Oh, dude, and, I know exactly what you're talking about. They had to wait too to release it because of the uh, Scream Queen show that came out too. I remember it was like a big thing with that. But yeah, I heard that was really good. But keep an eye out. It'll, it'll probably be like, just like the, uh, the auction for the Night of Sin. It'll probably be done through Facebook. But I may add Twitter in it as well because Twitter is a. A thing people use. Yeah. You probably message me through there if you want to make a bid on something. But uh, keep your ears open, and your eyes out for for some great items that I'll I'll be uh selling for the the cats and the dogs and whoever else is at that that, that shelter. They do important work there. Oh yeah. And you know they they need you know money for dog food and blankets and you know yeah. Do it for the puppies. Yay. Do it for the puppies and the kitties for sure. <laughs> <Yay>. <laughs> Right on. Oh, yeah, at Twitter at GW. Come join us in the Facebook. Join join all of our Facebook groups. I'm sure we all have one at some point in time. Cut to the chase. ABC's a hidden horror. Kiss the ghosts and the beef. They're all over the place. You guys should all join these groups and give yep, us man. your input on your, on our our respective shows. So, in my case, disrespective shows. You know? <laughs> <laughs> But we've gone on forever and ever, and I'm going to leave this here. Just remember, here at Sid Beef Podcast, if you've got beef, we've got the grinder. See you guys all next time.
We have a menorah. Excuse me? It's next to the ATM. Why would I care about that? Take care of your business there. <laughs> oh. 